The 700 Tapes podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. They do not own the rights to any of the clips that will be used on this program. The 700 Tapes podcast will contain adult language and adult humor. If you're easily offended, please stop listening. In 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and if you like VHS, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast.
what's up, freaks and weirdos? Damn, that's nice. I love that intro. Welcome to the 700 Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Marino. Joined as always by the man, the myth, the legacy. He beats your high score at Asteroids, Mr. Roman Alvarado. Woo! How you doing, brother? I'm doing fucking great. Dude. You? I'm vibing, man. Hell yeah. That whole, the bass on the oh. beginning of the song is unbelievable. The bass and the fucking, the, the talk box. Yeah. The, the auto-tune yeah. shit. That shit was tight. Before auto-tune was cool. Tight, tight. This is, look, this is right before share. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yo, that was that. That was, that was a badass intro. Thank you. Yeah, fuck yeah. We kicked it off with some Def Leppard. Fuck yeah. The best band with the one arm drummer. One arm fucking drummer. World. In the world, Craig. In the world. In the, world. <laughs> the fucking world. But um, I didn't realize till we were listening to it that. Every clip from the movie on my intro it, was Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, for sure. It's my favorite part of the whole movie. He had the best lines. Him and fucking Bear. Yeah, Bear. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like him riding that motorcycle. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I'm shit. feeling it, man. This Dude, Armageddon, I forgot. And the, to use a cliche movie trailer term. Mm-hmm. I forgot what a thrill ride this fucking movie was. Right, you were shitting your pants the whole time. Edge of your seat, man, right from the beginning. And then they throw in all that tear-jerking shit, mm-hmm. romantic s- subplot, and you're like, oh, man. The, oh, shit. The funny thing <laughs> is, I think it fits in really, really fucking well. And like, I'm usually not for, like, the whole sappy shit. Yeah. But I think it fits in. Dude, yeah, it, it went great. Mm-hmm. And we'll, you know, touch more on it later, but yeah. Awesome. A little Ben Affleck. Minus the Metamon. Metamon. Once again, you are listening <laughs> to the 700 Days Podcast. Welcome. Greetings from the Outlands of Arizona. We were wearing hoodies today because it was only like 109. Man, it was cold. Yeah, it was man. Fun. I was freezing my ass out. Fucking cold. It's huh? been 117, 118 last couple weeks. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, it's a dry heat. Damn right. Just bullshit because we're moving into our air quote monsoon, monsoon season. season. We got some rain last week a little bit. Mm. It's not to make my truck muddy. Damn. And uh, yeah, yeah, monsoon season here, that's when it gets humid. It's it really not going to get really badly humid until the end of July into August. Mm. And I say badly humid. Bad is like 20 degrees. 20, 20%, <laughs> 20% humidity. humidity. We're dying. <laughs> But fuck you, it's 20% humidity with like 118 degree heat. Right. On the East Coast, yeah, you guys get 86. 80%, but it's 80 degrees outside. Like, right. I don't know if that's better or not, I'm talking shit. It's sweltering, but... I know I don't like Texas. Look, I was just in Atlanta. It's hot and, and humid. And it was hot, hot Atlanta? And, yeah, hot Atlanta, it was hot, hot and humid. Land. Hot and humid. Fuck Hotlander if you know anything about my uh, history with Atlanta. Fuck Hotlander. It definitely wasn't his <laughs> story. His story. <laughs> You'll go down in his story. When he's going down. Yo, he's shredding that shit up right there. Hell Goodness. yeah, dude. I love this song. 
Goodness. Good shit. He was shredding. Arrow fucking smell. Hey, if you were Steve Tyler and you could have any woman you want, who would you pick? I'd pick Liv Tyler. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's an old Clerks reference, the cartoon. Never mind. <laughs> Not for, all you going, for all you going, seriously, Jasperino, really? No, get, get a sense of humor. But we are here. We are hot. We are sweaty and sticky. We're ready to go. Just for you. For you. Freaks and weirdos. Yeah. You want to catch us? Any other place besides the outlands of Arizona, if you don't want to be hot, or if you want to be hot, drop into our DMs on Twitter. Aha. Ha ha. Big Willie style. Big Willie style all in it. Na 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 I'm getting jiggy with it. Oh my god. I'm hip, bro. I'm hip. I see. It's your hip replacement. Right? Seriously, I know we talked about this before. That album's dope. Oh no, no, no! I for sure, anybody says. Look, for track sure. for track. Yeah, did he was on his? No, 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 for he was sure. On his, that one song, he's like without cussing too. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, y'all must have forgot. Look, like, oh my god! No, nah, yeah. he was killing. Like yeah, it was good. It was definitely Big Willis that bumping that as much as I was bumping Tupac that year. Look, it was fucking crazy. It is crazy because they're they're so the opposite of each other. Right, like. The opposite, but Will Smith ain't got a cuss in his rap to sell records. Well, I, I do, do, so, so fuck, fuck him and fuck you too, <laughs> <laughs> little Eminem. Yep. <laughs> but you can catch us on social media on your interwebs. Uh, check us out on Facebook under the Seven Hundred Tapes Podcast. Join our Facebook group under the same name. You can uh, post on there and talk to other freaks and weirdos that like to listen to the podcast. Um, try and find us on Twitter. Uh, Jasperino at 700 Tapes. Uh, I don't really know anything about Twitter, so uh, yeah, there's that. And then you can also find us on Instagram at 700 Tapes. Uh, that is where we are most active, if you want to call it that. Did I suck? <laughs> I ain't posted nothing on Instagram since Friday the 13th. Oh, it's, it's been a while, too, for it's, me. It's been a while. I, I'm just, I haven't been on social media, really. I've been like, fucking busy. Busy, man. I got a life. Man. I'm busy. Man, I was telling you, I dropped shirts off at like noon today, and on my way home, I picked up another order on the phone. Look, I've I'm been, like, dude, it's not, it doesn't stop. I'm I've been gone a week, and I probably have five orders right waiting. Right, so it's like, fuck. You're gonna be at the shop a lot this week. <sighs> I'll be there tomorrow. Don't it worry, I'm gonna like, see you tomorrow. It is one of those um, ever-present things, right? But um, who's complaining about fucking money? Absolutely, not me. And it's not like, yeah, I'm not. Standing behind a press printing shirts, so that's a good thing. I nah. said I dropped shirts off. That means I picked them up from one place and dropped them off at another. Nah, but it's just the the bullshit in between. Right. That's the that's all. Yeah, the stuff. that's the you know this this Oof. industry would be a lot better if one for all the customers. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, we wouldn't have an industry right. without. I've been blessed said enough customers. that my customer base is most. You know, I'm, I'm a little different than you. Mm-hmm. You're doing more of the retail type shit, mm-hmm. clothing lines and. I'm doing more of the art screen mm-hmm. end of it for screen printers. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly people that I know or people that are also in the industry. Because mm-hmm. I really can't stand dealing with people off the street that don't know. And like, oh. well, can I get three colors on this? Yeah, it's a dollar a color. Or can I get two colors on this? Right. <laughs> it's know? like. Or, you know, nobody knows what they want until they know what they don't want. And, but, you know, yeah, like you said. Oh. Oh. Why should we complain about making money? Oh, no, no, no. That's There's a lot to complain about. Yeah. But all in all, about a shotgun wedding and a stain on my shirt, <laughs> a little back for your ass. But all in all, to be honest, like um, I wouldn't change the shit for the world. Oh hell no! Like it, it is, 
it is it's it's one of those things that allows me to be an artiste as oh. much as it allows me to be a gatekeeper or the key master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a god? <laughs> so knowing that and and the reason I say that is because um we're able to affect the the culture that we are you know yes a part of and it allows us to set things right because there's a lot of shit out there that people put up with that are overcharged yep um so we're i feel like we are on the right side of the world and i think i'm blessed because i'm lucky enough to be working most i would say 80 percent of my business Mm -hmm. is pop culture and horror movie related which, mm-hmm. which is my shit right 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 and it coincides with this podcast mm-hmm. so a lot of that speaking of which uh on our instagram page hit the link in our bio and you will find that everywhere you find your favorite podcast you can listen to us there's also a link on there for our etsy page you can go on there i've got some new stuff coming uh, i posted a new halloween vinyl sticker on there this last week go check that out pick it up nice. i've got some more magnets coming and things like that nice in the works in between all the other shit that I'm doing. So keep your eyes open for that on our Etsy store. And eventually we're going to have a website. I'm talking shit about that since uh, we started this thing. But it will happen. You know, oh, yeah, everything yeah, in its yeah. own time. Everything in its own time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, check us out wherever you find your favorite podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. We're glad that you uh, chose to spend your time with us. And um, this was going to be our Father's Day episode, so happy belated fucking Father's Day. We do what we want. Damn right. So Father's Day's over when we say it's over. Damn right. It's over. But yeah, uh, this was Roman's pick. Damn right. Uh, the next movie that we are going to do is my pick, and I'm going to scare the shit out of you, so I hope you guys are ready. But for now, we're talking Armageddon it. Only you old guys out there probably got the Def Leppard reference with this. So is, is that, that a, is that a direct you know like pun right at the drummer? Oh, Armageddon! <laughs> wow, no, it's not. All right, it's called Armageddon because he's like, "Are you getting it?" And they're going, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm a getting it." But it sounds like they're saying Armageddon. It. Mm-hmm. So they did that to be silly. The song's actually called Armageddon. It. So I thought it fit in well mm-hmm. with Armageddon, which is the film that we were doing today. Of uh, Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, and Liv Tyler fame, among an, another slew of an all-star cast. Fuck yeah. Including Steve Buscemi and Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> big ups. R.I.P. big guy. R.I.P. my guy. Hell yeah, my guy. There's but a yeah. lot of fucking people in this movie. I'm actually, I'm feeling really, really fucking good. Yeah. I was a little funky this morning, and then I, you know, like I said, I did some business, did some deliveries, went out, got out in the sun a little bit, mm-hmm. came back, we watched the movie. Right. Made some notes, got the show together, and then I'm feeling good. Yeah, that's a real like, it's an emotional roller coaster that movie, mm-hmm. and it's it's right away. Yeah, and but it's also kind of a feel good type of mm-hmm. thing, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. Fucking this shit, right into it. In fact, we're gonna jump right into it right now with a little thing we call the, the tale of the tale. I will be reading the back of the VHS tape that we watched, which is Armageddon. Total complete fun from beginning to end. That's WPIX TV in New York. From the blockbuster making team who produced and directed The Rock, 
comes the biggest movie of the year, Armageddon. Starring the explosive talents of Bruce Willis, Die Hard, Academy Award winner Ben Affleck, Goodwill Hunting, and Billy Bob Thornton, Sling Blade, and Banging Angelina Jolie. Liv Tyler in Brendan the Abbots, Steve Buscemi, Con Air, and Will Patton in Brendan the Abbots also. Armageddon is a meteor storm of action-adventure movie-making that has you on the edge of your seat, forgetting to breathe. When NASA's executive director, Dan Thurman, realizes the Earth has 18 days before it's obliterated by a meteor the size of Texas, he has only one option, land a ragtag team of roughneck oil drillers on the asteroid and drop a nuclear warhead into its core. Spectacular special effects, laugh-out-loud humor, great characters, riveting storytelling, and heartfelt emotion make Armageddon an exhilarating thrill ride you'll want to experience like there's no tomorrow. Because there may not be. There it is, Armageddon. Armageddon. For Hmm. love, for honor, for mankind. (laughs) That's what it says in the front. Kind of figured. I thought that was funny. Um, what the fuck is Inventing the Abbots? I don't even know what that movie is. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, who cares? But um, I thought it was funny that... Uh, what was I laughing about? I don't know. Something was funny about something I read, but I forgot about it already. Billy Bob. Not just Billy Bob. Oh, yeah. And Banging Angelina Jolie. What was it? Uh, there's only one option. Shove a nuke right up its ass. <laughs> I'm going to blow the shit out of that thing. <laughs> That's funny. So um, the reason I wanted to, I kind of got into the tail tape a little bit earlier than we usually do. Mm-hmm. It's got some other stuff I wanted to touch on real quickly. Since we are talking about Armageddon and we're talking about um, space. Oh, so you're going to pull up Revelations 9 and 5? No. Oh, I don't know. Did you just pull those numbers out of your ass? Does that actually say something? Out of my ass. Because now I want to know. <laughs> We're going there now. Bible.com. Oh, Jesus. Let's what say, did oh, you say? Nine five. If this is something about like space and the comet, Wormwood, I'm going to lose my shit. If there's even a nine and five. There is. All right. Let's see. Revelations nine five. And to them, it was given that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. All right. All right, then. That's I just, pretty uplifting. Yeah. Scorpion King. Yeah, Scorpion. I was thinking that. You know, Michael Clark Michael Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan was in the Scorpion okay. King, and it was six uh-huh. degrees of separation in the uh-huh. Bible. Look, look at that. I wonder if we could do that, just tie the Bible into every movie we cover. Probably. Somehow. Probably, you know. And he saith unto them. <laughs> we could definitely tie the Pope Fiction. Poison and destroy my brothers. Like we could tie and the... you will know my name is the Lord. There we go. When I lay my vengeance upon thee. And this, then that movie is talked about in this movie. So, do you know what the difference between an asteroid and a meteor is? I'm going to say an asteroid is... I think one of them is within the atmosphere. Asteroid is the little thing on the video game you have to shoot. Anyway, uh, let's see. What's the difference? 
Asteroids is a small rocky object that orbits the sun. Mm. Asteroids are smaller than a planet, but they are larger than the pebble-sized objects we call meteoroids. Mm. A meteor is what happens when a meteoroid, a small piece of an asteroid or comet, burns up upon entering Earth's atmosphere, creating a streak of light in the sky. While you go out and see the meteor shower. So I was close-ish. Yep. I had a little bit of it in there. Right. Gotcha. Um, so, it, so a meteorite... It's a little tiny part of an asteroid. Gotcha. So it's debris. So everybody was talking about the meteor that hit the Earth and destroyed the... Mm-hmm. It was actually... It's an asteroid. An asteroid. And then I guess they should rename Meteor Crater here, Asteroid Crater. Unless, then, well, I think what happens is it breaks off because that's probably a bigger... Oh, yeah, look, there's a little drawing in here. It's probably oh, a bigger, you know, part asteroid of Asteroid and the little thing breaks off, meteoroid. I think so. Once it enters the atmosphere, then it becomes... Right. Have you ever been to Meteor Crater? Uh, in Sedona? Yep. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. When you go in a little shop and they have, like, a piece of the fucking meteor, mm-hmm. and it's just a big clump of iron. You're like, Duh. And it's all that's left of the meteor that hit the, the made the crater. Mm-hmm. This is where I kind of called bullshit on this movie right before we even get into it. Meteors, the size that they were showing hitting the Earth in that movie, would have obliterated us. Mm-hmm. They would have obliterated us. Or at least more of us, more of the damage than it did. Right. Like, New York would have been gone from that one that flew that was like, you know what I mean? It looked like it was the size of like a 747 or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck that. You're done. Dunzo. Anyway, so... Um, every day, Earth is bombarded with more than 100 tons of dust and sand-sized particles. Well, most of it, I think, burns up in the atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. our galaxy is surrounded by an asteroid belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, about once a year, an automobile-sized asteroid hits Earth's atmosphere, creates an impressive fireball, and burns up before reaching the surface. Damn. Thank God. Thank you. Every 2,000 years or so, a meteoroid is si- the size of a football field hits Earth and causes significant damage to the area. Damn. That's the size of a football field. And Every 2,000 years. That's how Jason comes back to Earth. <laughs> it is. He wrote the <laughs> fucking whatever. How he didn't burn up in the atmosphere, I'll never know. Right. <laughs> well, here's the one you got to worry about. Once every few million years, an object large enough to threaten Earth's civilization comes along. Impact craters on Earth, the moon, and other planetary bodies are evidence of these occurrences. So there's a big meteor crater in Chile. Mm-hmm. Under, right under the water, you can see it from from space or from the air even. And they're pretty sure that's the meteor that destroyed the dinosaurs. Damn. Yeah. Uh, space rocks smaller than about 25 meters, which are about 82 feet, will most likely burn up as they enter the Earth's atmosphere and cause little or no damage. Damn. If a rocky meteoroid larger than 25 meters but smaller than one kilometer, a little more than a half a mile, were to hit the Earth... It would likely cause local damage to the impact area. Makes sense. We believe anything larger than one to two kilometers, um, a little more than half a mile, would have worldwide effects. And 5.4 kilometers in diameter, the largest known potentially hazardous asteroid is Totius. Totatis. Totatis. I guess they named it. Because there's one, I don't know if that's it or not, there's one that's in orbit. Mm-hmm. And it barely misses us every time and they're like one of these times it just needs to get hit by another asteroid or something like that or another meteorite and we're dead. to knock it off course and we're fucked Damn. and it's like the size of texas like the one in this movie was the size of texas mm-hmm. it's that size 
And like every 50 years or something like that, it comes back by. Damn. Because it's like in an orbit around three or four planets or something like that. I don't know if I got the facts right on that, but it barely misses us every time. They're like, one of these times it's going, it's not a matter of if, it's, it's a matter when. of when it's going to hit us. Gotcha. It's just too close not to. That's why people like me and Roman, we live for the day. Damn right. Do this like it's the last podcast we're ever going to do. Woo! By comparison, asteroids that populate the main asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter and pose no threat to Earth can be as big as 940 kilometers. That's 583 miles across. God damn. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Fuck yeah. I love shit like that, though. I love space. I always have. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's pretty cool. One of these days, uh, we're going to do Lost in Space with Matt LeBlanc, like Mm -hmm. we were just talking about. Rose downstairs watching the Friends reunion. Mm-hmm. I was kind of interested because that was like the quintessential '90s show. Show, yeah, for sure. I get all even when I hear the song, I get all nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if you were growing up in the '90s or you were an adult in the '90s, yeah, that was like the hottest show on TV. To be honest, it is. It is probably the '90s version um, of Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yes, like, I would. I would say that's a fair comparison. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you watched this uh, Mary J. Blige documentary on Amazon yet? Mm-mm. Are you going to? Uh, no. I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I like Mary. Yeah, yeah don't get me wrong. She's percolating. <laughs> I was trying to think of something. You know, one of her little catchphrases yeah, that I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um. Yeah. Okay. You know who's? Oh no. Wait. I like Erica Badu too. Mm-hmm. She's got that one song, and I know that's not what she means, but I laugh every time I hear it. Rimshot? Yeah, give me the rimshot. <laughs> I want diggy, the diggy. Rimshot. Yeah. Rimshot. I fucking laugh every time. Come on. Like, baby, rimshot. I'm right here. I don't know. I'm right. I've been right here. You mean licky, licky, yeah, rimshot. rimshot. I'm right here. <laughs> All you got to do is call me. Oh, you mean, you mean call Tyrone? Call <laughs> Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> you went. That's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. Bad. I had something else I wanted to do, and for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was. Hmm. What have you been up to uh, other than working? How was your trip to Atlanta? Let's my trip was actually it. good. Um, so I got to celebrate Father's Day and nice. my daughter's birthday. Awesome. So that was fun. Um, we went to Six Flags Raging Waters, I think was it's called. It was the, the, the water park. Oh. That shit was great. It was, nice. it was definitely fun. Um, we did that. We went around and just, you know, did family shit together, which That's was cool. cool. That's nice. Um you know, I definitely enjoyed I'm I'm enjoying my daughter being Older. a teen. Yeah. You know. That's fun when they get to that age where you can start kinda of fucking around with them a little bit and So I, I was sitting there, you know, we were talking uh the day the day before I left and I was like, Okay, so you know, if you could say one thing bad about me and one thing bad about your mom so she says, you know, whatever she said about her mom, and she's like, you always make a joke out of everything. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I get that a lot. All right, for sure. That's funny. And I laugh because I'm like, yeah, try to be lighthearted about shit, because if not, I'm on your ass. Right. Like, so it's either that or, hey, you're dead. You and I are on the same page right there because I do the same thing. I that's my number one coping mechanism. Is I'm gonna make a joke out of it. I'm gonna mess around. What did I say? Uh, man, I made a really bad joke at a funeral once. Mm. 
and I can't remember. And let me let me guess, you killed it. I killed it. Booch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I wish I could remember now, but it was funny at the time, then it was embarrassing, now it's funny again. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've said I've said some some shit at at a funeral. Yeah. I said he was casket sharp. What? So you've never heard the phrase, boy, you casket sharp. You, no. You real like, uh-uh. you know, you got your duds on. You got your church suit on. Look, so that's usually pertaining to a person. Because you're going to be in your casket. Because they're, that's, I got it's their yeah, best. I got it. I got it. So that's I was good. like, man, he's always casket sharp. sharp. Oh, especially today. Uh, oh. And I was, I, I don't think anyone caught it. Yeah. Until later. Somebody was like, you said casket sharp, you know that, right? I was it's like, funny because, oh. um, oh. <laughs> as, as you guys know that listen regularly, I was a minister for eight years. I'm still licensed by the state of Arizona. And, um, and God. And, and God. God. <laughs> and uh, a few years ago, this is probably six or seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say maybe six years, five, six years. Recent, but not that recent. Uh, my friend, I talk about Shane a lot uh, on this podcast. We used to watch all the 80s movies together. And we mm-hmm. had Transformers, and I'd go to his house, and we'd trade off toys and comic books. And mm-hmm. That's the kid. We pitched a tent in my front yard, and we could stay up all night and read comic books. So my dad went yellow. his friend <laughs> the bedroom light on. And um, I used to go to his grandma's house a lot, like mm-hmm. every other week probably after church. And uh, his grandmother passed, like, I don't know, five years ago or so, however long ago it was. But they called me and asked me to do the service. Oh. Which I readily agreed. I was like, heck yeah, I would be honored right. to do it. So, you know, I put on my best clothes and I showed up and I did the service. Because, you know, the, once it's, uh, I always used to say in church, once it's in you, it's in you. Mm-hmm. And what's in you is going to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Rivers of living water coming out your mouth. <laughs> See? That's right back in. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did the service. I picked out some scriptures. I, you know, I said a few words. I had people come up. I officiated the entire funeral. Mm-hmm. Did the graveside service, the Dang. prayer, every, you know, all of it. Did and, that, you let a dove go? No. <laughs> Doves cry. When doves cry. They came in peace. We went all back to all the way back to episode one on that one. Mars attacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was done with the graveside service. Everybody's coming up to me. So, what church do you pastor at? Mm. We want to come see you. I, mm. Can you come speak at our church? Mm. And I'm like, I die. Really yeah. don't do In that. In the eyes of God, I'm actually a heathen. I really don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, you can even come over and do a binding spell on some shit going on in your house, though. I got you. Give me a call. Mm-hmm. I'll write your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little awkward because I had to be like, I don't really, I'm not, I don't attend a church. And everybody's looking at me weird because I did, I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. If you got a wedding or funeral or something, you need to officiate it in a religious type context, call me. I know it doesn't sound like it when you listen to the show every every week or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm a really good minister. I'm good at that shit. <laughs> anyway, it's a natural calling. I've often thought about becoming like an evangelist, but I can't bring myself to pilfer people out of their money like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm absolutely capable of it. Gotcha. I'd get up and take a collection. 
<laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a little awkward because then everybody was like, oh, where's your church at? Or how many members do you have? I'm like, I don't have a church. I don't even go to church. <laughs> Hanging out, man. I'm just doing my thing. Backsliding. I'm backsliding. <laughs> Breakdancing. <laughs> I got cardboard and everything. I'm going to the playground. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Feel bad, mother? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so I gotta do this. I wish I knew the stuff we were talking about before we talk about it. Because that's how we do it on seven hundred tapes. Real raw and uncut. Everything you know, raw and live like a goddamn suicide. Mm-hmm. But um talk about backsliding and cardboard. They're gonna give me a, I'm trying to be slick mm-hmm. and type onto YouTube. I know they're gonna give me a fucking ad before this plays. Oh, look at that. So, yeah, I'm just... Oh, look at how slick that boy, was. Boy, boy. Cut that ad right the fuck off. So, I stepped up in church, and you heard this. Oh! <laughs> shit! I have a cardboard. Oh, shit. <laughs> have you heard about the fucking... The pop-locking preacher? The no. Mexican dude? Oh, yes. I've seen him. <laughs> he gets... He starts jumping. And boom! Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm so backsliding. They're playing this while mm. I'm sliding around. Mm. Uh. You and Bishop yeah. Kearney Thompson. Right. And God! God! <laughs> I'm happy! <laughs> See, you youngsters, you don't know nothing about this Mm-mm. right now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is called Don't Stop the Rock. This is called Freestyle. Mm-mm. This is the shit. Every 6th and 7th grade dance is me standing in the corner trying to work up the courage to ask girl to dance with me type shit. Damn. So this for me, this is a fucking roller skating song. For oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm jamming to this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo. Oh, 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 pass that shit this way, dog. Pass that. Pass. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, shit. Oh. There you go. <laughs> We're just over here. So this is why. Oh, shit. This is why I cannot abide people who mumble when they rap. Damn. Because you hear everything. Oh, man. You can move to this. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they're not saying the same phrase 15 times. Right? Uh. All right, I'll, I'll do that shit all night. All right. Oh, man. Damn. That's going to go right into the hip. Hip to the hip to the hop. <laughs> Rapper's delight. We're going to go into that. Oh, my gosh. I might just do a whole show where I just DJ some old school rap. Some break oh, dancing damn. music. Damn. dancing. Electric boogaloo, motherfucker. I didn't know you had that in you, dog. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, I used to we used to have rap battles on the playground when I was in sixth grade. Oh goodness. I was don't, good at it. Don't start now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's funny. Um we were listening to How Do You Want It mm-hmm. the other day in the shop. And one of the dudes that listens to the podcast walked through, he goes, I swear to God, over time, Jasper's done this entire song on the podcast. Probably, probably so. Probably so. And then I was saying, I karaoke this. You should see the look on people's faces like, what the fuck is happening here? Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, I like that shit. I mean, Hell yeah. It's roots, man. Fuck yeah. It's roots. Fuck yeah. That's why I, I can't get down with no blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you ain't got no talent, man. What the fuck? I heard one the other day. You probably know what it is. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, his entire rap is just the name of Tupac songs. What the actual fuck? Got no clue. Literally, his entire rap was just the names of Tupac songs. Yeah. 
Got no clue. He's like, because it's just me against the world. This shit down there. All eyes is, on me. It's trash. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> the shit nowadays is fucking garbage. So one of my favorite country singers, his name is Eric Church. Mm-hmm. Badass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Eric Church. Probably my, if, yeah, like modern country, probably my favorite singer. But mm-hmm. he's got a song that he's talking about how country, the same thing like with modern rap, how modern country is trash. Mm-hmm. And there's a line where he says, you talk about Johnny Cash, the man in black would have whooped your ass. <laughs> and I think the same thing. I'm thinking, Tupac would have whooped your ass. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. First it off, is... fuck your bitch and the click you claim. So the... Side when we rock, come and quit game. <laughs> so what I know, what people feel with country is the same thing with hip-hop. Dude. It's pop is... Influenced Overrun a lot of it, it now. Yeah, like yeah. I turn the country station on because I, I listen to everything. Mm-hmm. But yes, I turn the country station on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is this is not country. Why is there auto tune in this? <laughs> the, is that a drum machine? What the fuck is happening here? Yeah, it's horrible. It's fucking awful. I'm Only like, thing. So my my, I've always liked likened country and rap towards each other, and right. people are like, no, you can't. I'm like, if you really think about it. The message is different. The music is a little different, but it's cadence. Yep. And it's absolutely it is like it is it is the same. It's a story being told right to your audience. Yep. It's the same thing. It's just done, you know, in in a different way. Just with modern rap, I wish the story wasn't always my dick. I get pussy. I smoke weed. That's mm-hmm. it. We forgot to kill. Him. Kill, kill, kill. There ain't even that much <laughs> anymore. Okay, if you were beefing with somebody talking about shooting a motherfucker, I would enjoy that. You're like, hell yeah. I'm sick of hearing about your dick. I'm ser- sick of hearing about how much pussy you get. And I'm sick of hearing about how much weed you smoke. It's uninteresting. Big fucking deal. So, understanding, you know. If I want you to rap about my life, I would rap about my life. Damn. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think with any musical genre um, that you deal with, there's always going to be stagnation and, yeah. and staleness. So, it's one of those things that allows you to, you get so far away from your roots that you have no choice but to go back to your roots. Yes. So I think you, you, you have to go through a span of, this was shitty music to get back to better music. Right. I think country music needs a Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. a Waylon Jennings, gotcha. a Johnny Paycheck, a David Allen Coe right now. Damn. I think rap needs a fucking Tupac. Mm-hmm. It needs a fucking Biggie. So the, the biggest thing is... The, it's just the newer genre of people, you know, because I I hate to even call them rap or hip hop because yeah. it is so. It's all trip. It's yeah, just, yeah. That and they're all drug trip, addicts. Trip beat. Yeah, that like, shit is crazy fuck, to me. Man. And don't get me wrong, of course, you know the generation before was drug dealers. Right, <laughs> now, right, right. Now you're drug addicts. It's like, oh shit. You know, what we really need. Oh, today. We need motherfucking KRS-One. Oh, I thought you were going to say, uh, <laughs> been spending most of our lives. Coolio? We need some Coolio? Living in the Amish paradise. Oh, that's weird out. <laughs> no, but like, actually KRS-One just dropped an album last year. Gotcha. And it's dope. I believe shit. it. shit. So the only thing he's with been, that is... He's been steadily making albums all yeah. the time. They're just not... They're mainstream. not your mainstream, but he's still making records and... He's never made a bad record. Gotcha. The dude's, and I like him. Here's what I miss in rap. I miss intelligence. Mm-hmm. He's a smart motherfucker. Tupac was a smart motherfucker. Jay-Z, mm-hmm. smart motherfucker. So there's, uh, so 
J. Cole just dropped an album. Fire, okay. Which yeah. was crazy. So the the gatekeepers of hip hop right now are, uh-huh. are J. Cole, right. Kendrick Lamar. Hell yeah. Um Kid, Kuda. Kid 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 <laughs> I wouldn't say Kid Cudi so much, but he is he is King, King he is a big um he is he is one of the the people that have started this movement, like mm-hmm. the, the uh, emo ish rap. Right. You know, the emotional rap should right, I say. Right. Because that is pretty much what we have now. We mm-hmm. have that with, you know, thugs crying. I'm like Yeah. I don't know what the hell is up with all that, right. but all right, I yeah. like. Uh, it is. I do like. <laughs> I do enjoy. I fucking love Kendrick Lamar. J Cole's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't really. Oh, you know who I really like is uh, E Forty. Oh yeah, He's bad. Look, ass. him and him He's and Too Short a, just dropped a double album. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Double album. Too album's. Short. A oh, man. I need a freak. <laughs> Someone like you. Yes. That was my shit, man. Man. But yeah, um, I really like he's got a strong voice. He actually talks about shit. Mm-hmm. It's believable. Mm-hmm. I just I can't stand some. It's lazy to me mm-hmm. to get on a mic and go, hey, I'm just talking like a talk. And I got to walk it like a walk. I said, I got to walk it like a walk. Like, I got to walk it like a walk. I'm going to say this 15 more times because I got beats with my rhymes. You know, yeah, I could do it. I could ugh. be a fucking modern rapper. It, it is, and I'm a 46 year old white guy losing my teeth. Come on, motherfuckers! Give me something I can't rap to. <laughs> Give me something I can't keep up with. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. You're like, this is trash. I don't even know. Fucking crazy, dude! Drives me nuts. Look for sure. I'm not even sure how we got. Oh, because I started playing the "Don't Stop the Rock." Dude, that shit was groundbreaking. It was interracial. The beginnings, if you guys don't know, if you're into hip-hop at all, like modern hip-hop, and you don't know the history of hip-hop, you need to look into it. DJ Cool Herc is... is it's amazing. He it is was, the foundation of it, it all. It was made to be mm-hmm. all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to play. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, uh, you know what I mean? It wasn't my side, your size. We're all poor. Mm-hmm. We're going to make some music talking about how we're poor. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. This, so that... Planet Rock, you know, African Bambata, you know, um, the Zulu Nation, you know, all of them, like, all of, like, the, so, you have them, you have um, the Furious Five, you have, uh, you know, Furious Five and Grandma's Cash, Uh, you have, there's so many pioneers when it comes to hip-hop. I got a, I got a Furious Five album on War? Yes. (laughs) Probably Apache. I got Run DMC. (laughs) Oh, man. Run DMC, Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to think LL Cool J, you know, the Fat Boys, you know, like. Dude, I don't know why I got on a Fat Boy kick the other day. Oh, I don't even know what got it started, but I started, I went on YouTube. Mm I ended up going down the rabbit hole. Fat Boys. Fat, fat, fat Boys. Fat Boys are back. And you know, we could never be whack. Fat Boys are back. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. I'm like, then you got fucking, you know, uh, um, Heavy D. You oh, have, yeah. uh, you know, Rock Him. You have girls fucking. And girls who love me. Uh, fucking. Uh, overweight lover, Heavy D. <laughs> Yo, he's so overweight cold. Overweight lovers in the house. Look, RIP yeah. to my guy, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Man. Sir Mix a Lot. Uh, look, my posse's on Broadway. Oh, yeah. My, big, my Sir Mix a Lot one, though, was uh, 
Swap meet Louie. Oh man! He also had beepers. Um man, he had like, a whole song about beepers. He had he had a, he had a nice little run. I didn't know he was from uh, Seattle. Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, just another. Pa- oh no, that was uh, wasn't that Heavy D was from Seattle? Mm-mm, I think Heavy D's from um, Harlem or New no, York. Uh, well, but what's his name? Definitely. Sir Mixed a lot was from Oakland. No, no, maybe from, he was. Oh, it's right because he was like. Um, I'm the man you love to hate the GRUing in Seattle. You're yeah. right, he is from Seattle. Because in Beepers, he's like uh, an Oakland schizo. How do I know? Because 415 was the area code. Turn it off, turn it on, so I won't get busted. You know, rap stars never get trusted. Ooh. Baby, want to kiss, so I put it on vibrate. How does Mix a Lot communicate? With Beepers, baby. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm like you got Big Daddy Kane. You got fucking that, see some of you guys. You, you hear Sir Mixline? You're just thinking about Baby Got Back. Nah, dude. For ten years before that, he was making hits. That and he's he's a background dude, so yeah, he's still he's very producing, active. Everything yeah. else, fuck yeah. yeah. And he made a bunch of money before he was a rapper. He was in real estate, mm-hmm. and he's still in real estate. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Smart motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, and he liked big butts, and he cannot lie. No, he can't. <laughs> Girl, walk by with anybody wasting around thinking your face you get sprung. Right. Feelings. <laughs> Feel- <laughs> Shrek. Feelings. Oh, shit. One thing I got a lot of feelings from was uh, this Armageddon. fucking movie. So yeah. let's go ahead and check out the trailer. This is Major Matt Mason, Mattel's man in space, ready for every adventure with all his official equipment. A space station protected by solar shields. A moon suit designed for exploration. A space crawler that keeps on going no matter what. Get them together or separately and share the exciting adventures of Major Matt Mason, Mattel's new man in space. Take you now to Remco's Project Yankee Doodle Secret Rocket Test Center, where a giant Atlas rocket will blast a new satellite into orbit. The next voice you hear will be that of our project engineer. Sound the warning siren. All's ready. Push the launching lever and begin the countdown. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Remember, Remco's Project Yankee Doodle Test Center comes with four Atlas and Titan rockets and three different satellites. Only $9.98 at your favorite toy store. Every boy wants a Remco toy. Ready to shove up And now, coming soon to video cassette. Stop the preview here. I can't resist it. You know, I was a spaceman for a while. I like to tell the ladies, I'm like, I got a rocket, baby, and it's ready to go to Uranus. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> going to say, you know, wow, wow, wow. What is it? Uh, what he said. 
Dang, I can't think of the song. Oh. Jimi Hendrix? Was that Jimi Hendrix? No. Uh, shit. I'm a rocket man. That's that's Elton John. Rocket man, burning out my fuel out there alone. A midnight toker. Uh, oh, that's uh, Steve Miller. I'm a joker. Yeah. I'm a smoker. I'm, I'm a midnight toker. Mm-mm-mm. You're thinking of I really love your peaches, want to shake your tree. No, it was that song. Yeah, that's the song. Wah, wah. Yeah. Love it, dovey, love it, dovey, love it, dovey, all the time. Said my name's Maurice. Some people call me Maurice. I, you know, I like to be frank and earnest. Mm. In LA, I'm Frank, and in New York, Some I'm Some people earnest. call me a gangster of love. Right? Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, sorry, let me stop. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Man, you know what I'm saying? We going to the top, baby. Eddie Griffin. What hit us? Small asteroid fragments. This morning. How big were those? Those were nothing. The size of basketballs and Volkswagens. This new one you're tracking, how big? It's the size of Texas, Mr. President. It's what we call a global killer. The end of mankind. Half the world being incinerated by the heat blast. And the rest will freeze to death in nuclear winter. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Hitting a rock from the outside won't do the job. So we nuke this thing from the inside? How? We drill. We're bringing the world's best deep core driller. The United States government has just asked us to save the world. We're talking about space, right? Outer space? This is like deep blue hero stuff. I'm there. I'm with you. Beam me up, Scotty. I want all of you listening to know that everything that can be done to wage this terrible battle is being called into service. May we all see these events through with the courage worthy of this challenge. All right, flight directors, I want the go, no, go for launch. Booster, go flight. GMC, go flight. Hey, Harry, you know we're sitting on 4 million pounds of fuel, one nuclear weapon, and a thing that has 200,000 moving parts built by the lowest bidder. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? gentlemen you're warriors up there you're already heroes just sit back and enjoy the ride the dreams of an entire planet are focused on the 14 brave souls traveling into the heavens astronauts welcome to space it's about time i haven't thrown up in about an hour let's start praying about right now listen this is a kick-ass ride touchstone pictures presents bruce willis Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Will Patton, and Steve Buscemi. Just hold on! Show the guy from the other team! Here he is! Mad Rocket in here! That is my father up there! You don't have to worry about me and my team. We'll get the job done. Jerry Bruckheimer production, directed by Michael Bay. There it is. Armageddon. 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 
Liv Tyler. And we were talking about, it's funny that uh, Matt Damon's name in this movie is AJ, which was also the name of the guy that was in love with her in Empire Records. Matt Damon is not in this movie. Did I say Matt Damon? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Mm. What's the difference? <laughs> Matt Damon. Ben Affleck. Let me start that over. How's your windy? I think it's interesting we were talking during the movie that... Uh, is that Matt, a picture of Puff Daddy? That is Puffy. Why? I wonder if he's on the soundtrack, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was 1998. He maybe. was hot. hot. He might have been on the soundtrack. Wait, it just says... It, go, go back to it real quick. Don't even click on it. Just what, put the cursor over his picture. It said he's at the event, Armageddon event. Oh, he was just there. I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, Ben Affleck's name was AJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in Empire Records. <laughs> yeah, and the same guy in Empire Records, yeah. But uh, it's like, uh, you know, Ernie Hudson and uh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Matt Damon was not in Armageddon. This movie does, though, star Bruce Willis as Harry. Billy Bob Thornton as Dan Truman. Ben Affleck as AJ, not Matt Damon. <laughs> Liv Tyler as Grace. Will Patton as Chick. Steve Buscemi as Rockhound. William Fitcher as Colonel Willie Sharp. Owen Wilson as Oscar, Michael Clark Duncan, MCD, as Bear, mm-hmm. Peter Stormare as Lev, that was the uh, cosmonaut, Cosmonauts. love that guy, uh, Ken Hudson Campbell as Max, and uh, Jessica Steen as uh, Jennifer, the one they all thought was hot, and so on and so forth. Kate, Keith David, mm-hmm. that's the asshole general through the whole thing, it was just being a big asshole. So do you, know, do you know who, whose voice that is? Keith David? Mm-hmm. No. Are you about to school me on something? Yes. Who, who is he? You pointed out. What did you point out in uh, the Paris scene? Oh, uh, the Hunchback mm-hmm. of Notre Dame? No, no, no. But you pointed out what? That was the Cathedral of Notre Dame mm-hmm. that w- they were doing the shot through the gargoyles. Uh-huh. No way. Yeah. Was he fucking Goliath? Mm-hmm. That's no, it. he was not. Click on him. Are you serious? Positive. How did you know that? Come on, man. Really? Yes. That disappoints me because he's such an asshole. So it would be the 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You you have no choice but to, I promise you. Uh, Oh, he was the voice of Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say in the the movie, in the cartoon movie. He probably is. Oh, maybe. I think that's why he's in the game. That would make sense. So that so the movie came out in 96. So you know he's in Tales from the Hood 2, which I have not seen. Yeah, cuz it's the if you look it's 2018. Yeah. Have you seen the second one? No, but it's the it's, I would love to get the first one on VHS. So the if I'm not mistaken, they were both done by Spike Lee. I know the second one was. Oh, uh, he was the president in the Get Swifty episode of Rick and Morty. I knew it <laughs> sounded familiar. It's so funny. Get Swifty. Yeah. Take off your pants. Shit on the floor. We're getting swifty. God damn, he's busy. He's been in a lot. I'm still of scrolling. Stuff. I'm that's still just in scrolling. 2000. That's just in the 2000s. I'm not even in the 90s. Here we go, 90s. Uh, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. He's so uh, Todd McFarlane spawned. Spawn. So he was the fucking yeah. Wow, Look at me. Oh, he no was in one. Loose Women. Oh. Look at me. I've been in a few Loose Women myself. Damn. Look, Argo was Goliath. Wow, that's crazy. Told ya. That's pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. All right, I can kind of get past being an asshole in this movie, maybe. 
Gargoyles. Kind of see, and then he, right yeah. there, the whole series, 94 yep. to 96. He's kind of a tough sounding motherfucker. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. It's pretty cool. Oh, he was in Dead Presidents. Mm-hmm. That's right. I he's the. Yep. Uh, he's the guy with the nubs. Yeah, yeah. He's the pool hall. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then he's in Barbershop. Lester Wallace. Oh, my God. You're. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He's, look, he's a good bad guy. Him and uh, Pinky. Yeah. Which is. Dang, what's Pinky's name? Dang it, dang it, dang it. Uh, I can't think of his name. Wow. So in true Michael Bay fashion, this movie had a budget of $140 million. $140 million. So the crazy thing is, so when I was reading like the the trivia on this, they kept saying Disney, 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 right, Disney, Disney. Right. I didn't know Touchstone Pictures was Disney. Dude, Disney owns everybody now. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think anything that's like Viacom possibly falls under Disney. Damn. Something, well, you something know, like that. Conspiratorially, only there's four companies that run everything in the world. So, mm-hmm. anyway, um, the gross USA. Well, the opening weekend did 36 million, and gross in the USA was 201 million, and cumulative worldwide was 553 million. So you call it a success, I guess. I bet they were sweating that opening weekend, though. This opened on July 5th, 1988. So the so right after the Fourth of July. So they were saying with this movie right here, I think it was going up against um, Independence Day. Oh, July first, nineteen ninety eight is what this says. But I guess the opening weekend would have been the fifth. Mm-hmm. It was going up against uh, I think Independence Day. Um, was it really Independence Day? Was nineteen ninety eight? I think so. At, at least from what I read. Um, and then sudden impact. Sudden impact was trash. So they were they were saying that it was That's the movie I think I saw with this movie as a double feature at the drive in. I saw this movie at the drive in. So right there, July box office. Nineteen ninety eight July movie box office. What did we have? Armageddon, Lethal Lethal Weapon Four, Doctor Doolittle. Mm. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. That's what no, that came out after. After though. Came out after it. Let's see what else they had. Okay. Lethal Weapon Four, Doctor Doolittle. This is in uh this is in order of how much how money, much they, money made. they made. Mulan. Wow, that movie's that old. I didn't realize. Small Soldiers. Something about Mary. Small mm. Soldiers is dope. I fucking love Small Soldiers. The X-Files. Six Days, Seven Nights, Out of Sight, Truman Show, Madeline. X-Files. Mm. Fight the Future. Mm. Dude, I went and saw that shit. Like the, the Horse Whisperer. The day it came out. <laughs> so the X-Files was smart because this movie... Mm-hmm. happens in between season four and season five. You have to go see this movie before you can watch season five because season five picks up right where the movie leaves off. Dang. So it's part of the series. So Very number smart. number 19. Horse Whisperer. Uh-huh. That that's is that movie of... where he's dating Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> so that's one of these. Yep. Oh, shit. Titanic. Yeah, it was Titanic. God damn. Uh, what Deep else? Impact. Oh, the horrible Godzilla movie. Uh huh. With Matthew Broderick. Matthew oh my Broderick. God. I saw that at the drive-in too. That might be what I saw with Deep Impact. I wish I'd have made notes on this shit back in the day, but I didn't think about it. We were just going to the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of driving that year. I saw this movie. I saw Godzilla. I saw Deep Impact. Um, I saw Halloween H two O. 
these are all movies I saw at the drive-in. And then some of them I went back, like this movie, Armageddon, I went back the next week and watched it because I took my kids to see it. Mm-hmm. Usually if we were taking the kids, we went to the drive-in. Gotcha. Then I would go back, if I really liked the movie, I would go back and watch it in the theater with my brother or somebody to get the whole movie effect. Because this was a movie you really had to get the surround oh, yeah. sound effect with For it. For sure. Not that it's just a little speaker in the um, car. Um, what the fuck is Picnic at Hanging Rock? No, that doesn't I... sound very fun at all. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of movies that are like, what? Right. Those were all from July. Mask of Zorro. Great movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great sure. movie. Fucking love that movie. That was July 17th. Oh, that's what I wanted to see. Uh, Titanic is still at number 21. It's still making $7 million. And it came it out had in been December. out since December the year before. That, so it came out on my dad's birthday, December 19th. Wow. Right. Since December the year before. And it's still on the fucking list. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That Titanic played forever. That's what they were... So the, the trivia that I was reading, it was saying that was... You know, one of the things that was still drawing people to the, you know, the box yeah, office that they were craziness. worried about this flopping because of it. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah, Armageddon's great. I would put that above, especially Deep Impact. That movie was... I can't even tell you. It's 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 the, a the similar plot. The only good plot. thing about Deep Impact... It was. Mm-hmm. The only good thing about Deep Impact was Tia Leone. Mm. I had a huge crush on Tia Leone. She was uh, married to David Duchovny from The X-Files. Really? Yeah, Six Degrees of Separation. She's the chick from Jurassic Park 3. Got you. The guy's ex-wife or whatever. Uh, oh, got you. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, William H. Macy. Oh, uh, I was going to say... Fuck, 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 fuck. What is his name? No, his name is not Fuck, Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. Fucker. <laughs> You're a post-smoking ass like Uncle Fucker. You're an Uncle Fucker, that's just you. Nobody fucks uncles quite like you. I was thinking... Uh, Dang it, dang it, dang it. Uh, oh, it's going to make me mad because I can picture his face. Jeff Goldblum? <sighs> Jeff Goldblum? No. He was in the second one. No, no, no. The So the second one is where the kids are lost on the island? Yeah, and then they end up with the Tyrannosaurus in New York or whatever, Vegas or whatever. Yeah. Stupid. So. Stupid. The third one is where the dude has the parachute, right? Yes. Gotcha. I can't... I, I, Barely, wa- or he was like hang gliding or whatever the fuck right. it was. Oh, and the pterodactyl thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love those movies. We should. Oh man. Okay, next year when we do our blockbuster summer movie series, Jurassic Park will be one of those movies. I think, unless we do it before then. Then we do one of the sequels. I have all three of them. Hmm. So, okay. uh, but yeah, this is uh, we are into. Speaking of our summer blockbuster movie series. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. You guys are going to love this. And after our blockbuster summer movie series is over, we're going to wrap that in September. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go right into Halloween. Oh, I was thinking yeah. of Gallagher. He was in part two. Gallagher? The, the dad from the fucking... Uh, the comedian? No, no, no. All right, he's looking show. it up now. Um, I'll do some trivia while you're looking that up. NASA shows this film during their management training program. New managers are giving the task of trying to spot as many errors as possible. At least 168 have been found. So it's Shameless. Damn, I couldn't think of that word. Anything. What's his name? And so the show's called Shameless. Uh-huh. And the dad is Frank Gallagher. Frank Gallagher. Oh, okay. It's this guy. He's in part. He's the the, di- the dad oh, in part two. Oh, you know what? That is who that is. I confused him with William H. Macy. That is who's in Jurassic Park 3. Is he it in 3 not- too? It is not William H. Macy. It's that guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like William H. Macy. 
That's why I was like, fuck, what's his name? Shit. Frank Gallagher. My bad. So anyway, regarding the film's premise, Ben Affleck asked director Michael Bay, wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train astronauts how to drill rather than training drillers to be astronauts? Bay told Affleck to shut the fuck up. Besides, the reasoning behind sending drillers rather than training astronauts is explained in the movie. Mm-hmm. They really did say he told him to shut up. No, I mean, no, no. That, that was one of the things that I read. Shut so the fuck up. My thought is, no, it's easier because, like, like they explained in the movie, you got to know what the fuck you're doing. There's certain things that you can teach. Yeah. Ben Affleck you asked know. that, and Michael Bay looked over in his little director's chair, and there was director's chairs next to him, mm-hmm. and sitting in that director's chair was Method Man. He was like, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he brought a sword to the dance floor. That's cut a rug. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's Cam- it all about? Where are we going to run? Maybe, Maybe we, we can, can meet, meet up on the sun. You guys knew his vibes for that much night. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, that's my shit. I'm not even going to lie And that music video is badass. Takao. Takao. Rockhound's line about sitting on a million pounds of fuel in a rocket built by the lowest bidder is a variation of an actual radio transmission by Mercury astronaut Alan Shepard just prior to liftoff. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. So I was reading a lot of these, and I was like, dang, because I was looking for the how much it cost to do that Paris scene, uh-huh. and it never, I, I didn't see anything, but I remember watching it on a show, and they said it was like $12 million just to shoot that one, like 40-second clip or something like that, because they did pixel by pixel. Wow. Yeah, I remember them showing it on a fucking old uh, computer. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Check this out. Because of the patriotic nature of the script and the success of using Top Gun as recruitment material, the producers persuaded NASA to allow director Michael Bay and company to shoot in the normally restricted space agency. This included the Neutral uh, Buoyancy Lab, a 65-million-gallon, 40-foot-deep pool used to train astronauts for weightlessness, and the use of two $10 million spacesuits. The crew was also allowed to shoot in the historic launch pad that went out of service after the Apollo 1 disaster, and parts of the movie were filmed at Edwards Air Force Base in California. That's when um, Harry was talking to Liv Tyler at that Apollo 1 disaster mm-hmm. launch pad. They had the little plaque up there and shit. That was really cool. Look, look, look. Read the one um, directly Michael Bay under. and the actors. <laughs> Michael Bay had the actors write their list of demands on the papers from which Bruce Willis read. So they actually wrote those down. That's awesome. Bruce Willis said that he did not care for Michael Bay's directing style. That's okay, Bruce. Nobody does. And he refuses to work with him again. God bless you, Bruce Willis. God bless you. <laughs> I need to get like a clap track or something to play because I would play it right there. Clap, 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 clap. Billy Bob Thornton told Michael Bay to fuck off. No, he didn't. Uh, He told Michael Bay that his backstory for Truman was that he was on track to join NASA as an astronaut but suffered crippling nerve damage as a young man and was only able to serve as an administrator. Bay loved the idea, had a scene written where that is referred to uh, by showing a metal brace on Truman's leg. So there's actually, so when I was reading all of this, there's actually another um, thing about Billy Bob Thornton and it says that he... He actually likes playing people that have um, disabilities. Yes, I was gonna say crippled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sling blade, mm-hmm. biscuits and mustard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The best part of sling blade is when Dwight Yoakam goes, "What you gonna do with that lawnmower blade?" And he goes, "I reckon I am to kill you with it." <laughs> mm-hmm. Dwight Yoakam's all drunk and he goes, "Well, just make sure you make it a clean cut." <laughs> 
When asked why he did this film, Steve Buscemi replied, I wanted a bigger, bigger house. house. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Honesty. Michael Clark Duncan improvised the line, come and get Papa Bear. <laughs> this later became one of the actor's nicknames, Papa Bear. So there's a, I was reading, again, when I was reading all of this, um, they said that Michael Clark, you know, Duncan almost got X'd from this movie. Why? Because uh, he was too scared. Like, they, so he, he, they said he killed it in casting call. And during the movie, he couldn't muster up that. Like the water scenes and shit? Or? No, no, no. Like, he couldn't, um, he couldn't reprise that, you know, which got him the role. So he, he couldn't, he couldn't get back into the role itself. Really? So Bruce Willis pulled him, a, Bruce Willis and Michael Bay pulled him to the side and was like, hey, you got to figure this shit out or we're going to recast you. Wow. Yeah. It's like, dang. Damn. Despite playing one of the principal characters, Michael Clark Duncan's name does not appear in the opening credits. Yeah, I saw that too. That's so some, read that uh, one. Some uh, Ernie Hudson syndrome right there. Got right. Which one? This one? So critics jumped. Critics jumped on the line from Truman when he told the president that the asteroid was the size of Texas and said it was ridiculous. However, those critics were embarrassed when fans of the film in the Washington, D.C. area pointed out that the National Air and Space Museum contact contained an exhibit about the history of asteroids, which included a visual f- from one that hit the Earth millions of years ago and was roughly the size of the modern state of Texas. In your face. In your face. Michael Bay thinks Armageddon is his worst film. I disagree, but I guess that was before Battleship, so let's move on. <laughs> I will apologize for Armageddon because we had to do the whole movie in 16 weeks, he told the Miami Herald in 2013. It was a massive undertaking. That was not fair to the movie. I would redo the entire third act if I could. Dude. Right. Armageddon's fucking awesome. Right. It's one of your best movies, it you is, fucking idiot. But everyone says that. So it said that uh, Matt, uh, not Matt Damon. You almost had me say Matt Damon. Matt fucking Damon. Ben Affleck said uh, he makes fun of this movie all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Fucking love this movie. See the... Oh, By so the time of its release, this was the Walt Disney Company's highest grossing live action film without adjustment for inflation. Wow. Right. That's crazy. The original script did not include the romantic subplot between AJ and Grace and instead had emphasis on Truman. It was added after the success of Titanic with teenage girls. Most of the romantic scenes were written by Scott Rosenberg and were filmed late in production. And Ben Affleck wanted to spend half the movie making out with Luke Tyler. (laughs) Did I say Ben Affleck? Yeah, you did. Okay, I'll make sure I didn't say Matt Damon. You're good. Those guys really are interesting. See, so read that one right there. Michael Clark Duncan was almost replaced by a different actor. Probably would have been Ernie Hudson. After the first (laughs) days of shooting, Duncan had been very happy when he was selected to play Bear after a successful audition, but soon started to feel insecure, and his performance was suffering as a result. In a final effort, Michael Bay and Bruce Willis took him aside and told him they really needed to see the vibrant and enthusiastic personality that he had displayed in his audition. Otherwise, they would have to look for a replacement. Duncan's performance improved remarkably after that because cocaine is a wonderful drug. Whoa! It didn't say that. <laughs> Liv Tyler turned down the role of Grace Stamper twice before finally accepting mm-hmm. when they told her she could make out with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Because she thought they had said Matt Damon and she was like, no. The smart guy from Goodwill Hunting? Right. In the movie trailers, the shuttles that are launching are the real space shuttles, not the ones that appear in the movie. Interesting. Hmm. 
Uh, in the okay, um, Stanley Anderson, who played the U.S. president, also plays the U.S. president in The Rock, also directed by Michael Bay. So there's if you smell what the what rock the Rock is cooking is cooking. You guys, you guys should have seen. Him. He had the, he had the, the eyebrow up. He was holding his breath. So read this one right there. The film. Uh, the film. <laughs> Roman's running the trivia tonight. That's awesome. Damn right. This is what he was doing while we were watching the movie. Mm-hmm. This film and Deep Impact had an unfriendly back and forth as both projects were greenlit and filmed through '97 and '98. Michael Bay insulted Paramount's project by comparing Tia Leone's star power to Bruce Willis's, leading to Tia Leone saying that the statement was so Michael and that it was not clear how firing guns would defeat an asteroid. When Deep Impact opened strongly at the box office in May 1998, Paramount then pointed out all the problems that their rival film was having, leading to Willis accidentally revealing that the film was filming new scenes in Europe and Asia. Wow. Deep Impact was trash. <laughs> I can't even... I don't even remember what Deep Impact is about. Dude, the whole fucking thing was about several subplots of people's personal lives leading up to the fucking asteroid hitting. The best part of the movie is Tia Leone makes up with her dad, who she was estranged from, and they're standing on the beach, uh, like, practically ground zero when the fucking asteroid hits and the big tidal wave's coming towards them. Mm-hmm. And she buries her face in her dad's chest, and she goes, Daddy! And then they die from the asteroid, from the tidal wave. And I was like, dude, T. Leone, call me daddy anytime. Shit. Trash. Right. Uh, first major starring role for Michael Clark Duncan prior to his film, he had done very small roles in TV and film. Mm-hmm. Then he ended up on the Scorpion King. Ben Affleck has practically disowned the movie, even repeatedly making fun of it on the commentary. I don't get it, man. This okay, so I will say I got a couple comments. Mm-hmm. People said this about us. Mm-hmm. I forget, I don't know why I never told you this. People said this about us when we did Con Air. Why are you guys making so much fun of Con Air? That's an awesome movie. <laughs> no, it is definitely an awesome movie, dude. Like, no, no like, doubt about it. Why do you keep it? talking down about Con Air? No doubt, uh, but it is. It's one of those. I that... will tell you, yeah. If we don't like a movie, <laughs> it's not going to be on this podcast. We love Con Air, right? But it's so much fun to make fun of. Because they're, they're, it's, the cliche, it's the cliche, it's the, yeah, right. it's the cliche lines, it's Mom the, it's just the over-dramalization, you know. Holy shit, Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for the role of Harry, mm-hmm. instead of Bruce Willis. Get the oil. <laughs> Get off this asteroid now. <laughs> you Tyler, AJ's coming home to marry you, it's going to be great. I'm sorry I couldn't give you away at the wedding. I'm going to punch <laughs> the asteroid now and destroy it. Oh, I didn't know that. It said the film opened. The film opened on Liv Tyler's 21st birthday. It's cool. Somebody's getting her mm. drunk. Mm, okay. So on the Criterion Collection DVD, then Disney chairman Michael Eisner makes a surprise appearance on the space shuttle set to jokingly tell Bruce Willis that he has been fired and replaced with Kevin Costner. That's funny. <laughs> Kevin Costner, <laughs> I could have seen in this role. Yeah. Not Arnold. Okay. Yeah, maybe Kevin Costner. No, 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 for sure. You know, he's one of those. Because the the funny thing is, I can see him with the, the army, you know, haircut kind of thing. Right. Or I think he could have even been the Billy Bob Thornton role. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Costner would have been good in that. Because because you know why? I think the bodyguard. 
He's very. And I, and I will always <laughs> love you. It's funny. <laughs> During the training of this, <laughs> that was beautiful. Man. I had a tear in my eye. During the training of the, or it was the chili I ate earlier. I don't know. During the training of the mission team, the Aerosmith song "Sweet Emotion" is playing in the background with vocals by Liv Tyler's father, Steven Tyler who also sings the theme song, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. The two Tylers appear in the Armageddon music video. Mia Jovich and Robin Wright turned mm-hmm. down the role of Grace Stamper. Wow. You got to think it would have been a double for... Mia Jovich. And Bruce. Mia Jovich. The funny thing is a lot of these people actually... Um, who the fuck is Robin Wright? Yeah, I don't know. I recognize her, but Mia Jovich. Neither do I. A lot of a lot of these people actually overlap in movies too. Right. So you have to think in multi pass and uh, <laughs> multi pass. Lila, Lila, what what's uh, Lila Dallas? Lilu Dallas. Lilu Dallas. Multi pass. Um, so you have to think uh, the reference to Pulp Fiction, Steve Buscemi, Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, there was another crap, 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 crap. What? Oh, read that one right there. This one. Yeah. Steve Buscemi referred to the irony of Con Air about a bunch of idiots singing a song made popular by a band that died in a plane crash. He was referring in that instance to Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. He is seen on Armageddon singing Leaving on a Jet Plane sung by John Denver who also died in a plane crash. Weird. I think it is. I was wondering what that jet plane song was because I didn't know what it was. I'm like, who sings Leaving that? I don't know. On a jet plane. The only John Denver song I know is Country Road, Take Me Home. Gotcha. Oh, and thank God I'm a country boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any other John Denver song? There's one. Uh, the, the funny thing is. I feel like is, there's one more that I'm missing. I know those Luckily, two songs. Luckily, our John Denver expert just walked into the room. Ro! What's the other John Denver song besides Thank God I'm a Country Boy and Country Road? I'm sure there's another one too. Rocky Mountain High. There we go. Yes. That's yes. what it was. Thank so, you, bro. So the funny thing is I, I know John Denver because um, I used to work at a group home. And that he was in? He was old? <laughs> and just and so happens Rocky one of Mountain the, High all day. One of the guys there, um, wrong he would... All over and over, John Denver, John Denver, John Denver, John Denver, John Denver, John Denver, John Denver. You're like, okay, I'm gonna play John Denver. So, I knew those three songs that you <laughs> that you just named. I knew them because he was like, he would get upset and be like, John Denver, and he'd be like, boop, John Denver. You got you got to throw the CD in real quick. Wow, because he's fucking shit up. <laughs> oh, what was the other one? There's another. I think there's another one now that I'm thinking about it about being a hobo on a on a on a train or. Oh, good morning, America. How are you? Don't you know me? I'm your native son. That's John oh, Denver, too. Dang. We're nailing the John Denver tonight. Damn. You know, it's funny. Remember, okay, I don't know. No, you, you do know about this. Back gotcha. in the day, Bad. they had the plastic Halloween costumes mm-hmm. with the plastic ass masks mm-hmm. that had a rubber band on them that you put on your face and it fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid. I had a big head. That's why my big fat head, I put the rubber band on and it. And snap, you like, ooh. Yeah, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So one time, I don't know where my dad got these, but he brought home a bag of those masks without the things. I'm sure the swap meet or the Goodwill or something. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> but 
there was a uh, there was like an alien mask, some kind of weird alien mask. There was a Superman. Was there a pumpkin? And was there a witch? A witch and a skull. <laughs> it was really weird. And my dad was like, my dad was like, shut it up, shut it up. <laughs> um, but um, one of the masks, I shit you not, <laughs> was John Denver. Oh, I had shit. a John Denver mask, and goddamn, if I still had it, I don't know why they made a John Denver mask, but it happened. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> I had my Bob Dole mask. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. It would have been Ronald Reagan back then. Right, Ronald Reagan. My Ronald Reagan mask. Nixon. I was like, well, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this goddamn wall right now. <laughs> Denise Richards was also considered for the role of Grace. I can see that. Damn. Yeah, I can definitely see that, for sure. So she would have been Grace if Kevin Costner would have been Harry, I think. Gotcha. That would have gone good together. Hmm. Though some posters of this film state that the characters have 33 days, apparently this film is set roughly 20 days in a summer. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the asteroid had discovered they have just 18, 18. days till it hits the Earth. <coughs> okay. All right. All right. Excuse me. Look at that one right one. under it. Yep. In real life, an asteroid the size of the one in the film would definitely not be cracked into millions of smaller pieces. I thought this too. Mm-hmm. By several dozens of nuclear warheads, as Germany Kimsley suggests. General. Before, or General. <laughs> Germany, Germany. As General Kimsey suggests before being shot down by Ronald Quincy due to size and hardened texture. However, the missiles could cause an explosion that would push the rock away from the Earth and into a different direction. Because I'm right and you're wrong. Right. It's like... I was actually they right. could change the trajectory with a big enough blast, I think, which is something I think they've done before. Mm-hmm. But I thought that too during the movie that even if it blew it in half, the other shrapnel of the shit that fell off it would still damage the. They, would, they you still would have got a rain of fire on the earth somewhere, right? Um, because in the movie they're like, well, the smaller pieces will just burn up in the atmosphere. They wouldn't have all been that small. No, especially because so. you're not just gonna have a clean fucking break. Now, I'm not an expert here or anything, but I don't think that's true. Just kidding. <laughs> that Live- and and you have to think. So, after they, you know, after it blows up, you know, bye bye Bruce Willis. Right. You still have to worry about these fucking two pieces of you know see thing coming around the Earth. You're hoping right. You, you have to still watch those motherfuckers. You know, if they had had Samuel Jackson be Harry, oh goodness, after it blew up. They would have shown him entering Earth's atmosphere going, I'm coming, motherfucker! It wasn't, so it was <laughs> Event Horizon again. Yes, but it wasn't Samuel Jackson. No. But I, I get it. Yeah. I got it. I got I'm you. coming, motherfucker! I'm coming, <laughs> that also happens in Jason X. Does it? There's an older black officer, mm-hmm. and first, he's like, he gets like thrown up against a wall, and he's like, it's going to take a lot more than that to kill this old war dog. And then he gets stabbed, and he's like, oh, that ought to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but then, at the end of the movie, like they had launched Jason out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Somehow he got blown back, and he was on his way. Oh, they left him on the ship, mm-hmm. and they took an escape pod. The ship blew up. And they're looking out the window of the escape pod, and there's a little dot that keeps getting bigger, and it's Jason. Mm-hmm. And he's just flying through space towards the thing. And right before he gets to it, 
that dude that he stabbed was somehow out there too, flew by and tackled him and flew off with him. And then they entered Earth's atmosphere and that guy burned up, but Jason didn't for whatever reason. But it was just funny that he was, I'm coming, motherfucker. So did I say this on the mics or off the mics? I was like, that's how Jason X got. I can't remember. Damn it. I, I think you said it on the mic. All right, cool. I think. If not, I'll, fuck I'll it. tell you when I, when I go back and listen to it again. Fuck it. Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, and William Fitchner are all distantly related to each other. You? Ew. They are all descended from the same English bald Baldwin family. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. So I, I assume that's all everybody from fucking Boston. A Baldwin? It's Bat Billy Fleck. Baldwin or nothing. Batfleck. Batfleck. Steve Buscemi and Peter Stramari appeared in Fargo. Awesome movie. The Big Lebowski, awesome movie. And 13 Moons, never heard of it. Stormware and William Fitchner appeared in Prison Break. Yay. All right, so we're at that point now where I'm running out of interesting trivia. So, where are you going to jump? Unless you uh, have something else you want to say. The scene on the oil rig. This one? Mm-hmm. The scenes on the oil rig were shot on an actual oil rig off the coast of Galveston. Michael Bay mentions this is very rare to be able to shoot on a $400 million oil rig. He notes that since Armageddon was about oil drillers saving the world, they convinced them to allow them to shoot there. They didn't know Bruce Willis was going oh, to right shooting the one up with a shotgun. I learned on Bad Boys, working with two improv actors and not having much of a script, says Michael Bay, talking about how he likes uh, for his actors to improv, particularly in funnier moments in his films. He explains this over the montage of the oil workers getting tested at NASA. Much of this montage was not scripted, merely outlined, and the actors utilized whatever they could find on set to make the moments lighter. That's funny. That's badass. Bad boys, bad boys. Because <laughs> you got to think. I had forgotten that Michael, da- Michael so did, I. did bad boys, and I love those movies. But it's if, if you think about it, it's the same fucking explosion. But you know what? I think it has a lot to do with who's in it. Makes sense. Because, look, Michael Bay did this movie. We love it because mm-hmm. the actors. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay did Bad Boys. We love Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay did Transformers. Mm-hmm. Fuck Shia LaBeouf. You don't like Shia LaBeouf? I don't like him. I don't know. Shia LaBeouf? I don't really care for the Transformers movies either. Damn. They don't like Transformers. They were like big hunks of junk. How I mean, would you do it? How, how do they look in the fucking cartoons? That's exactly what they would have looked like, what they look like in the cartoons. That's what Transformers look like. You're an old fucking guy, okay? Optimus Prime should look like a semi-truck. He's a fucking semi-truck. And when I went and saw the movie... Pet my ride truck? And he was hiding behind the house, and he was like, my bad. I was like, this sucks. This fucking sucks. That movie was tight. I want my money back. Now, Battleship was trash. Battleship. It's fucking horrible. Garbage. Fucking Eric Northam couldn't even say that movie. That that movie sucked. Yeah. Sucked. Uh, the destruction of Shanghai was originally intended to be shot using miniatures, but Michael Bay was like, fuck it, let's just blow up Shanghai. <laughs> but he envisioned it as told through the eyes of a father and son on a single boat. However, Stage 30 at Sony, the largest soundstage in Hollywood, was rented by the production. The soundstage includes an area for a large indoor take, which was filled for, uh, filed for the scene and a 90-foot pier that accompanying set were built. In famous Michael Bay fashion, the director decided the best way to handle the scene was just to blow it all up. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm going to jump into the movie now. Fuck yeah. For the, the crazy thing is, this movie's, what, two hours and almost like, two and a half hours? Yeah, something like 220, I think. It's like, yeah, and it's a from 
start to it finish. It doesn't seem like it. It no, flows really fuck nicely. No. So uh, previews on this VHS tape. Mm-hmm. We got a preview for Enemy of the State. Mm-hmm. Will Smith and Gene Hackman style. That movie was good, but it's so dated now. Oh, because man. Because technology. Man. Yeah, this is pretty much how everything is now. I find it funny that the way we live life now was a psychological thriller in 1998. Mm-hmm. With cameras everywhere, mm-hmm. your every move being recorded, your voice being recorded, your phone recording what you're saying, snitching on you, Alexa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they were saying, so in, in the trivia I was reading, um, when I was looking for the the budget you know, for certain scenes of the movie, mm-hmm. they were saying that Armageddon and the the topic was why does Armageddon and Jurassic Park have better CGI? It's like because you spent the hundred thirty fucking million right? <laughs> on a movie, right. like that's what it is. Because Jurassic Park, I think, is ninety three or ninety four. This is ninety eight. Yeah, and this movie still looks pretty fucking good. Some of that shit, though. The Empire State Building blowing up and falling apart looked a little dated. It was a little like, eh? It's, it's definitely a lot better than, you know, it's funny 90% how we get, of the shit. It's funny how we get spoiled with special you all bougie? Effects. You getting all bougie on Well, because earlier, uh, Orcas was watching Ice Age, mm-hmm. the first one. She was oh, like, gosh. I forgot how bad the animation on this movie was. I'm like, it's not really bad. You're just, just used to now. Like mm-hmm. When it came out, everybody was like, oh, shit. I remember when Shrek came out, I was like, it almost looks like real people. Now you're looking, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Somebody wants to tell me the world is What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> you said, in the morning, I'm making and waffles. Pan- I'm making waffles. <laughs> you was going to say pancakes, yeah. fucker. You was about to pancakes. fuck Pancakes. <laughs> Bacon pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we also got a preview for one of the dopest sci-fi movies of all time, The Faculty. Yes. Love that movie. So Josh, look, Josh Hartnett. 90s. Urshur. 90s fucking grunge, Hell grungy, yeah. dirty movie. The other one, uh, the, the good companion piece to The Faculty mm-hmm. is Disturbing Behavior. Mm. Very similar movies. Very. And Disturbing uh, Behavior had the awesome soundtrack with uh, Harvey Danger on it. I remember watching the trailer for it, and the trailer scared me. Yeah. And even though, like, it's right? not it's not anything... I, I, like, what is it? Is, is it a thriller? Is they're, it a yeah, they're psychological? Being, they're being is reprogrammed. It? It's kind of sci-fi. Like, whatever it is, I remember... Because they're reprogramming the kids. I remember watching it, and I was like, And the one Holy chick breaks, shit. and she's like... I love my life. I love my life. Mm-hmm. I love my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like an eerie ass uh, yeah. trailer. If I'm if I'm thinking of the right movie, I remember watching it and I'd have to like leave the room because it scared me Dude, so much. Crazy. Yeah. There's something about your who everything you are being taken away from you. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh then we got a, a preview for the horse whisperer, which we already talked about. <laughs> which was on the fucking list of in nineteen ninety eight. Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> horse as <Ace>? the horse. <laughs> Uh, we got a preview for Six Days, Seven Nights. <clears throat> Quite possibly, maybe the worst Harrison Ford movie ever made. Hmm. So uh, you do Frantic, and then you do stuff like, uh, what's the other movie? The Fugitive? Uh, You're like, the no! The Fugitive was good. No, not The Fugitive. Uh, and then you do Six Days, Seven Nights with Anne Heche. So I always get. Is it the fugitive? Is with him and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Good shit. I always get that one. I didn't one. kill my wife. I don't care. I always get that <laughs> one, and then the one with Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro. Is that him? Ooh yeah, the hunted man. God damn that one. Man, good. dude, they kicked the shit out of each other. Man, 
Fuck they, yeah. They, they got down. Fucking love Benicio Del Toro so And much. then right at the end, I'll just throw Passenger 57 in there. Is that is that mm-hmm. the one? Wesley with, Snipes? With Wesley Snipes, because he's on a plane. Always bet on black. <laughs> um, is it Passenger 57? Or which is the one with Tommy Lee Jones? Where... Uh, that is um, U.S. Marshal. There we go. Yep. That's the one. Sorry. That's the sequel to The Fugitive. Oh, I thought, okay. Because uh, Tommy Lee Jones is playing the same character. Makes sense now. See, I see why I put them together. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great movie, Fuck too. yeah. Companion so then we pieces. Got, um, we got an ad for ABC's The Practice. Mm-hmm. Well, we got the ABC ad first, and then The for Practice. For The Practice, yeah. And uh, I've never watched The Practice. Mm-mm. What's that guy's name? Oh, I don't know. The guy, uh, shit. The guy that looks like uh, Ross's older brother. Right. From Friends. He definitely does. Dylan McDermott is his name. He definitely does. And I only know Dylan McDermott really from American Horror Story, the first season. He is in it. Fucking awesome, yes. He is in it, yeah. Amazing. And then uh, we got an ad for the Armageddon soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And we were told to stick around after the movie. We could watch the Aerosmith video for I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Mm -hmm. Because I could stay awake. Just to hear you breathing. Anyway. So, um, the movie starts appropriately in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a shot of the moon, shot of the earth, and an asteroid going by both. And then it's a six mile... Oh, because they're giving you like a history lesson. Mm-hmm. They're like... This is a six-mile-wide meteor. It destroyed the dinosaurs. I was trying to talk like the um, mosquito from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dino DNA. <laughs> but it was like, this is the Earth. It's prehistoric and covered in dinosaurs and much vegetation. But the Earth is about to have a bad day. Because here comes a six-mile-wide meteor. And then they show the meteor hitting the Earth and destroying everything in the fire. <laughs> So then now they're rolling credits, and it's like, Armageddon! And they do this really cool exploding graphic mm-hmm. where Armageddon explodes and it's and like coming towards the screen. Like, Man, they should have done this movie in 3D. Like, because that's how they did the Friday the 13th shit. That would have been like, like glass this in 3D? Would have been pretty mm. dope. With all Especially the seeing fucking, the fucking whatchamacallit come yeah, by. But then they're, they would have had a $200 million budget instead of $130 million So budget. one of the things I read on there as well was the the movie cost 140 and it cost twenty million to promote it. Wow! So they had to eclipse one sixty just to even Damn. break even. So then we've got a satellite and a space shuttle. This is present day. Mm-hmm. There's a dude out working on the satellite and the space shuttle's floating there. And there's an astronaut and he's on a spacewalk, he's fixing the satellite. Billy Bob Thornton's talking to him. You're doing and great. He's like, I'm a little nervous up here. I got a like, buffalo right. nickel. You're almost done. You're almost done. He said, I got a buffalo nickel for you if you do right. it. Right. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you and your buffalo nickel. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Right. I don't know if that was like a, I thought it was like a drug reference. I was born, <laughs> I was born in 1984. I don't know what the fuck a buffalo nickel is. <laughs> I thought he was like, look, I'm going to give you a buffalo nickel. It's a, <laughs> right. When you get back, <laughs> a bump. <laughs> right. And then, uh, don't take any wood nickels. <laughs> so then, uh, the shuttle guy is like, yeah, it's about time to bring him back in. A bunch of little small asteroids come through like bullets. And the fucking space shuttle explodes. The astronaut is fucked. The fucking satellite explodes. He goes shooting through space. I fucking hate you. 
you're my Valenico. So the inaccuracies of this part right here. I don't know why I was doing the movement with my hand like he was going end over end, like anybody could see it. So th- as soon as his his fucking mask, as soon as his helmet was broke, uh-huh. he should have went up like fucking Arnold did. In- <laughs> oh, yeah, with the eye gouges. And- I thought that later when they lost the one pilot on the asteroid, and he's like, we lost whoever. And the other guy on his fucking face plate's broken. I'm like... How come his face isn't getting sucked out through the right. fucking mask? It I been. thought it also would have been funny when they slingshot it around the moon to catch the asteroid. Mm-hmm. If that astronaut from the beginning would have come by, I still fucking hate you all. <laughs> On his way to Mars or whatever. <laughs> still going. Um, so then um, everything explodes. The astronaut's fucked. And then... They don't know what's going on. They don't know it was asteroids. They're like, it could be sabotage. So they scramble the jets mm-hmm. and everybody's taken off and people are running around screaming. And then um, Billy Bob is kind of in the control room giving orders, mm-hmm. saying everything he wants done. And then we get to the angry telescope guy. This guy's awesome. <laughs> His wife comes in. She's like, oh, here we your, go. Your, your dinner's been on. Man. His wife comes in. She's like, your dinner's been on the stove, your chicken pot pie. It's been sitting on the goddamn table for 10 hours. When are you coming in? And I ain't been fucked in like three weeks. You keep looking through your little telescope. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've read all my National Geographics. I've watched every episode of Friends. I'm out of stuff to do. Your dinner's cold. And he's looking through his... Thank you, Aunt Janet. He's looking through his <laughs> telescope, and he's like, I need you to go. I don't know why he needs the phone book. Because he was going to call NASA. NASA's in the phone book? I assume. That's what I was like. NASA's in the phone book. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need my phone book. And then she's like, did you hear what I said? Your goddamn chicken pot pie is more important than the phone book or whatever you're looking at in the sky. And I have the word slave written on my forehead. I've had something that starts with S written on my forehead, but it wasn't slave. (laughs) And then he fucking freaks out, and he's like, Go give me the goddamn phone book, woman! Phone book right now, goddammit! It's important! Phone book! He saw the meat. He saw the fucking asteroid. He said, I I see something burning in the sky. He saw the explosion. I think he spotted the asteroid. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's like, go get the phone book, woman, I ain't got to have your shit. And he's, he's like, I love it when you get violent with me. I'm so wet right now. So now back at NASA, they're at DEFCON 3. Because they don't know what's going on. And if you've watched, um, fuck, what's that 80s movie? Uh, fuck, not The Last Starfighter. Uh, War Games. Oh, if you've shit. watched War Games, you know that DEFCON 3 is a pretty goddamn big deal. So that means that the president is going in a bunker, right. shit like that, you know. Dogs and cats living together, <laughs> pandemonium. <laughs> uh, if you guys missed Ghostbusters, you got to go back and listen to it. It was amazing. Right. So then now we got Eddie Griffin and his dog mm-hmm. on his little bike. He's on like, the Brooklyn Bridge. Yep. And what was that, a little bulldog of some kind? Like a, uh, he's a uh, Frenchie. Frenchie. French bulldog. <laughs> and um, he's like, we ain't going to be on this bike forever. We're going to have a motorcycle. He's waiting. Fucking love it. Come Griffin. up in the world. You know? <laughs> the world, Craig. Yo, so the... Then they stop. Oh, go ahead. No, so the, the, the trivia that I was reading is, you know, as they're pulling up, they said that the dog was actually trained to attack Godzilla. So they had to, they had to put up fucking... 
they had to put up blocks up just to where he wasn't fucking so up he Godzilla. See it? Yeah. Oh my god. So I gotta ask this: Was he trained <laughs> to attack Godzilla? So that's why they made the Godzillas right there, mm-hmm. or was he trained to attack Godzilla because the Godzillas were gonna be right there? Do you know what I mean? It sounded like the same question, but no. I mean, okay. Let's say he wasn't trained to attack Godzilla. Mm-hmm. He was trained to attack King Kong. Would they have had a bunch of King Kongs right there? Yeah, so for the or for the movie. They knew in the script there was going to be a bunch of Godzillas there, so they trained him to attack Godzilla. These are the things I wonder. Tomato, tomato, you know, potato, potato. The world may never know. But, again, in the trivia, it said that it was like $20,000 a day for the dog. Whoa! Yeah. I'd have bought Dusty down there for free to attack Godzilla. But they said they had to put up like a wall. So you couldn't see the Godzilla? Because every time you saw so Godzilla, he was, he was like, fuck Godzilla. And I love when he was grabbing a little... The, so the street vendor had a bunch of little Godzillas. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed it and the little Godzilla was going... Look, it looked, it looked like one of these. You know what's funny? Just, to, just so we can tie everything together, the shitty Godzilla movie was in the box right. office. <laughs> but these were real Godzillas, because, not the shitty Godzilla. And look, and I told you, I was like, I always get this this part mixed up with actual Godzilla because uh, Godzilla is in the movie. Okay, so I have two things here I got to do. I got two things I got to do. Number one. What? Because I think we talked last time about how I wanted one more Saturday to watch cartoons and then hit a Godzilla movie and then go out and play in my yard. Mm-hmm. I watched so many Godzilla movies, I got this down. You want to hear my Godzilla? Oh, all right, let me hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's years of practice. That's what happens when he's taking his shit. Right, that's what you hear. That's right before I start making deals with God. <laughs> Please, God, I won't eat no more enchiladas off the food truck. It's like, oh my Just God. It hurts. It's hurts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do anything you want. All right, so I'm, I'm going to ask you this from, from a Godzilla standpoint. Okay. What's your favorite Godzilla movie? Movie? Mm-hmm. Easy. All right, let me, let me hear. Uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla is the original. Damn. It's my favorite, all-time favorite. You know why? Why? Because before he was Mechagodzilla, mm-hmm. they had put fake skin on him, mm-hmm. so there were two Godzillas fighting each other. They were mm-hmm. identical before he Godzilla ripped off the skin, mm-hmm. and it was Mechagodzilla. What about the subplots with his son? Fucking awesome. Uh, little Godzilla <laughs> and they play the music and he's like riding on Godzilla's tail yeah that was ridiculous so there's that one and then uh, the ones I can remember is Godzilla vs. Mothra yeah you know, like that is the first one I, I also up. like uh, one of my favorite Godzilla enemies was Gigon I like oh yeah Godzilla yeah fuck yeah Gigon. fuck yeah he had those badass claws and he'd rake them together <laughs> You're like holy shit I remember watching all of like the 80s stuff so my nephew, which he has a son now, which is crazy because he's he was our first. He's my my mom. He's the first grandkid. Mm-hmm. God, I couldn't say that. So with him having a, a kid now, it's funny because he was infatuated. He fucking loved wow. Godzilla. So we've watched nice all of the Godzillas over. And, and this over. movie wasn't that great, but I also like Godzilla versus the Smog Monster for this one reason. Oh shit! He literally. Literally gives the smog monster an abortion at the end of that fucking movie. He defeats the smog monster, rips that fucker open, pulls the eggs out of the smog monster, throws them on the ground, and stomps on them so there won't be any more smog monsters. Damn. And I was okay, like, that's savage as fuck. Damn. <laughs> I didn't really say that. But. Okay, here's my other thing. All right. Back at Zilf, and we'll move on. All right. There's a movie called uh, Tokyo SOS. No. Okay, I'm gonna get. Uh, okay, you Godzilla fans out there, I'm sorry. Godzilla. 
This was either... Oh, no, it was Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters, or it was a newer Godzilla movie. It wasn't the old Destroy All Monsters, it was the new one. Mm -hmm. But it's when all the monsters were coming together and he was fighting them. One of the monsters it has a different name in the canon, mm. but it's the Godzilla from the 1998 movie. Oh, shit. So they're all coming to fight Godzilla, and he's fighting all of them. That one shows up. Mm. Godzilla literally, like, punches him, and he dies. Damn. And the guy, because they're, they're watching they're watching the battles, and the one general guy goes, I knew that shrimp eater wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> it was totally a fuck you mm. to the American Godzilla. It was really, really cool. Damn. It was fucking awesome. It might have been Tokyo SOS. I can't remember. Fuck. Anyway, it was a good movie. It was good. I, I liked because, uh, yeah, fuck that Godzilla. <laughs> Fuck that Godzilla. So anyway, um, the dog sees this. We didn't even get to that part of the movie yet. It's so funny. The street merchant is selling Godzillas, and the dog runs over and is attacking the Godzillas. And it's like a Samoan guy. He's like, hey, bro, get off my Godzillas, bro. <laughs> Hang loose, bro. Get off my Godzillas. Brother. Brother. Brother, how you doing? So then, uh, shaka shaka. <laughs> so then, uh, Eddie Griffin comes over and gets in a fight with the guy. He's like, man, I'm a cricko. What do you call it? Uh, salmon eating ass or whatever. What did he say? <laughs> and then the meteor hits. And it hits the guy like straight on. And the dog falls down the hole. And Eddie Griffin's like, somebody call 911. <laughs> he said, get him. Get him. Right. So then they start showing all the shit coming down on New York and just everything blowing up and cars flying all over the place. So the the cabbie, his name is Mark Curry. So that's hanging yes, with Mr. You Cooper. Were saying, yeah, hanging with Mr. Cooper. He's a comedian. He was he was like a kid, like maybe thirteen, right? When he was on the show. No, no, no. He was he was Mr. Cooper. He, he was? He was I'll so, something else, I guess. So hanging with Mr. Cooper, he's the the gym the teacher. Teacher, yeah. So the um the people the people that are in the show is uh Cuba Gooden Jr.'s brother. Uh, something junior. I mean, uh, <laughs> damn, what is whatever. Yeah. But he's Roberto but, Gooding Jr. <laughs> it was a Florida Gooding Jr. <laughs> not, not Cuba, <laughs> <laughs> but his brother is in it. <laughs> Florida. Um, Gooding but Jr. yeah, so he's the the cabbie is he's a comedian right, as well. Right. So it's cool to have a little comedic relief right right there. Shit's blowing up. The Empire State Building, the top falls off it. This was the awkward part. The Twin Towers are in this movie. We mm -hmm. remarked, oh, dude, the, the Twin, Twin Towers. Towers. Like, wow. Well, when they do the wide shot in New York, all fucked up, mm -hmm. the fucking South Tower is half destroyed on fire. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, you remember when we used to twist ooh. up $20 bills or $5 bills and you could do the, you could the see Twin the Twin Towers? Towers? Yeah. It's just crazy, right. man. Conspiracy. Ooh. Right. They knew. They knew. Fucking knew. Fucking knew. It was an implosion instead right. of an explosion. Somebody needs to call Nicolas Cage. Or Ghostbusters. Who you call? <laughs> not <Bird>. Ghostbusters. <laughs> so then Billy Bob finally is like, it's a meteor shower. And uh, the telescope guy calls in and tells him about the meteor. And then he's like... Uh, I get to name it, right? It's like the size of Texas... And he goes, now, if I discovered it, I get to name it, right? Because mm -hmm. I want to name it after my wife, Janet, because she's a huge pain in my ass. No, he's like, no, she's a fucking cold-hearted killer yeah, or some shit right, like that. Right, oh, yeah, she's a cold-hearted merciless Such killer. A, yeah, there you go. And she was like, 
I wish I had a pain in my ass, but you ain't done that to me in a long time. <laughs> so then uh, now Billy Bob Thornton's talking to the president. He's mm-hmm. like, well, how much damage are we talking here? And Billy Bob's like, uh, everything, sir. I don't know why he turned into Smithers. But mm-hmm. He's like, Sue, how much damage is it going to be, Smithers? Uh, everything, sir. The meteor is the size of Texas. <laughs> it's a global killer, sir. Ah, a global killer, eh? Who can we get to drill that? Who's that young go-getter? That's Homer Simpson, sir. <laughs> ah, Simpson, eh? <laughs> so, and he's like, it's going to hit the earth in 18 days. We have 18 days. Oh, yeah, because he had the, the guys calculating right. we got distance, eight, yeah. speed, time. Yep. 18 Carry days. Carry the four. We got 18 days to do something about this or we're all going to die. So cut to Bruce Willis shooting golf balls off of the oil rig at Greenpeace, mm-hmm. who's driving by in the big diesel-powered whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that's when he's like, do you have any idea how much crude oil that thing is burning? An hour. <laughs> An hour? Yeah, it's so funny. It's almost like the <laughs> Al Gore flying around right. in his jet. To tell talking. people about global warming. Right. Right. And then they had that big blackout thing in California or wherever he lives. They're like, everybody turned their lights off. In his city, the only house with all the lights on was his place. And his mansion had all the lights on and the lawn lights and the pool lights and everything. Dude, it's the only one that didn't print. Man, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Bob Dole. Like it's just like a politician. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, fuck what side it is. It's Bob, just like a fucking politician. <laughs> Bob Dole says... <laughs> Nothing, you idiots. Bob Dole's dead. He's locked in my basement. Mm. Anyway, so um, they were supposed to have turned off like the second drill or whatever, and it was running, and he wants to know why, and they said, AJ told us to run it. It did 80 or whatever. Yeah, like he got pissed. And he ran in to see Ben Affleck, who's AJ, and he's in bed, and he jumps out of bed, and they show this little... Foot move. With little painted toenails, move under the cover. Mm-hmm. So there's a girl in there with him, and then Bruce Willis is like, blah, 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 you did this, I'm sorry. He's like, wait a minute. You've been working on this rig for five years, and it's the fastest you've ever apologized. What's going on? He's like, something's afoot. What do you mean? And then he looks down, and there's a bra on the floor, and he's like, what's going on here? And then he moves the covers back, and it's Matt Damon! <laughs> <laughs> he's like... I just wanted to be in the movie, you know, like Ben Affleck. We do all our movies together. <laughs> it should have been Casey Jones, man. Oh, man. Damn. Damn. Or. No, Matt Damon was actually funnier in this point because of all the Matt Damon stuff we've done so far. It could have even been John Cena. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. You're a fag. I'm going to kick your ass. Right. So then uh, it's Liv Tyler in the bed. Mm-hmm. And I put Liv fucking Tyler. And Bruce Willis loses his shit. And he goes, I'll be right back. And AJ he said, Stay right here. immediately right takes off. And you're like, yeah, the wherewithal to grab his boots. Look, <laughs> smart man. Bruce Willis comes back out with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to kill him. And he's following him, chasing him around the rig. And Liv Tyler's like, Daddy, leave him alone. Oh, she's calling him Harry. Not mm-hmm. even Daddy. Harry, leave him alone. And he starts shooting at him. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, whoa. And then it's funny. At one point, Steve Buscemi goes, this is so illegal. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And Michael Clark Duncan Comes by with a big ass wrench over his shoulder. He's like, "Come on, man, leave the kid alone." He's like, "Get out of my way!" He goes, "I was just trying to buy him some time." I'm just trying to buy the kid some time. You know what cracks me up? Mm-hmm. They said in the trivia that he had self con- self conscious issues mm-hmm. 
I can't imagine that motherfucker being self-conscious about anything. Mm. Dude. Mm. He's a big motherfucker. When they were walking, remember they were walking. You got to think this is his first. Yeah, this is his first true, movie. But still, man, like I don't know. I, I, I understand, right. yeah. especially because you know he hadn't the, done the Green Mile yet. The performance and, yeah. that he puts on, you're like, dang, you know, because right. he seems so natural. Yes, it seemed like it was naturally yeah, just that's him. I was like, man, but no, shit. If I look, if I was looking like Mike Clark Duncan, I'd be walking around in them tiger stripe fucking underwear <laughs> all the, at, the, at the store. <laughs> I wouldn't even, yeah, that and some flip flops. Reflex. Like, What's up? Yeah, man. <laughs> some some oranges. Some orange juice. So uh, Liv's chasing him around, telling him to stop shooting this ridiculous. And then we cut back to NASA, who's trying to figure out what to do. And uh, they're like, what do we do? And that's when they're like, I think that's when they're like, we blow it up. And like, no, it's not going to work. And then a helicopter shows up on the rig. Mm-hmm. And Liv and Earl, so what's her name, Casey? You got me saying Casey now. <laughs> I Liv, think Tyler, name, and Harry. I think her name is Grace. It's Grace. Grace, Grace, Grace. Grace and Harry are fighting about Ben Affleck. And she's like, I'm a grown woman, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I quit. Because mm-hmm. she's like his liaison. PA, yeah, like runs all his business shit. She's like, I quit just as the helicopter lands. And the people that get off the helicopter is Japanese. Mm-hmm. And she speaks Japanese. Mm-hmm. And nobody else does. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of following him around as they're arguing. So then this is where we get the conversation at NASA. Where they're like, NASA wants to blast the asteroid with nukes. And that's when the one smart guy's like, it's not going to work. He's like, if you light a firecracker in your hand, you're going to burn your hand. Mm-hmm. If you close the firecracker in your hand. Your wife's going to be open up ketchup bottles yeah, for yeah. the rest of your so life. Yeah, yeah. So hilarious. <laughs> so they're like. We because you to. understand. You're like, boom. Right. <laughs> bada boom. Big, so they were like. Big uh, bada boom. Big bada boom. <laughs> so they're like, the best thing to do is going to be to blow it up from the inside. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, who are we going to get to do that? And there was only one man they could think of that could blow up an asteroid from the inside. Mm. Let me tell you something, mean Gene. <laughs> All my Hulkamaniacs got my back. I'm blowing up this asteroid, bro. Hulk Hogan. They're going to drop him on the asteroid. Leg lock. And he's just going to flex. And he's going to drop the big leg. Big leg. Just like you did on Andre the Giant. He's going to drop the big leg on the asteroid. Thus blowing it up. And then he's going to re-enter this atmosphere. But he's so oiled up that he's going to slide right through without catching fire. <laughs> yeah, you know what would have been funny too? Huh? Flash Gordon. Flash! <laughs> oh. That's funny. <laughs> so I got to give a shout out to TJ on that one. He suggested the Hulk Hogan thing. Nice. Because I was saying the John Cena thing was getting kind of played out. He's like, too bad there's not any other wrestlers you can use. I'm like, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. Sweet chin music. Fucking. Oh my God. Oh, oh. I'm not I think just I'm sexy. cute. I'm I know ju- I'm sexy. You're a sexy boy, dog. Sexy boy. <laughs> you could also do, at some point, you do the. <laughs> Shit, we could do the booty daddy. <laughs> the whole train. Look, we, got, we could definitely do the, the Godfather. <laughs> I'll say that one for when we do Frank and Hooker. Oh, oh, damn. So, anyway, um, they're like. 
back on the tanker, the thing's running still that Ben Affleck turned on, and it hits oil. Mm-hmm. He's like, see, I told you. I know what I'm talking about. But he's like, that rig was turned off for a reason. The thing's bad, and it's going to blow, and right then it blows. So he said we didn't have a – I think the uh, the reserve tank was bad or yeah, something. Yeah, and shit, oil's spouting up into the air, but, like, shit starts falling off and flying all over the place, and everybody's ducking. And the Japanese people are there, but then they're all happy because they're all covered in oil. They're like, yeah. <laughs> so then the military shows up. Wait, he's, he's like, somebody could have died here. Yeah, he tells Ben Affleck, yeah, you're responsible for somebody could have died. He's like, oh, if you want that on him. your conscience. He fires him. He's mm-hmm. like, you're fired. And that's when the other helicopter comes in. What he really did was he's like, you know what I'm going to do? And he looked over and Vince McMahon was standing next to him. And he goes, do it, Vince. And Vince goes, you're fired. <laughs> so I was, uh, I've watched something recently. And Vince McMahon attributes a lot to Stone Cold. He says they're... As he should. They're... Their clash, mm-hmm. he's like it was so pivotal for the company. Yeah, because you're able to take the the man mm-hmm. and Stone Cold, who he is. Right, you know he's the he's the epitome of the Attitude Era, uh, the blue collar worker. You know it is that, and it's him fighting the man. Right, he's like he said the WWE WWF mm-hmm. wouldn't be anything without. No. Stone Cold, right? He like he gives him so much credit yep. because he's like, as as everything pretty much rested on his shoulders for a while. Absolutely, what Hogan did for them in the eighties, Stone mm-hmm. Cold did in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And just so happens with the with the nineties, he had a little more help, but it was like he says again. Vince McMahon says that whole arc between him and The Rock. No, no, no. Him and, oh, him and Stone Cold is, uh, is Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, yeah. Pivotal. Because that was so important to the fans because who doesn't want to beat the boss up? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and drink beer and <laughs> flip the bird. Right. Just be a badass. There were so many guys rocking the bald head and the goatee at that time because mm-hmm. they wanted to be like, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. <laughs> it's funny to hear him now <laughs> on, on, like, fucking Pandora. He's on a, a fucking podcast. This is a cold call with him and Ice-T. Oh, Ice-T for the Tide. <laughs> tide pod commercial. I used, to wash my, I used to wash my clothes and beer. Now I'm using Tide. <laughs> what? I would wash it in cold water. What? I go back. What? I put some underwear in. What? I put socks in. What? I pour some beer in it. What? Now I use the Tide. What? I go hang out with Ice-T. What? We come back. What? We whoop some ass. What? Stop a mud hole. In your dirty laundry and walk it dry. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I said too too many what's without those. No, that was perfect. That was actually perfect. (laughs) What? Okay. (laughs) All right. So Harry fires AJ. Mm -hmm. And then the military shows up in their helicopter. And he thinks it's a joke. And they're like, this is absolutely not a joke. You need to come with us. He's like, well, I'm only going if my daughter can come. She's trying to get her off that rig Mm -hmm. and away from AJ. So they leave and they end up at NASA. I think what, so the the one thing that he says, because I thought he was saying it about AJ, he said, I think he said something like, get everybody a rig or get everybody a whatever. Oh, no, he said to the other guy that he left in charge. Chick. He says, he tells him. He says, whatever. Right. But that shows then when he's trying to round up everybody. Yeah. 
He's like, look, get everybody off. Everybody's off the rig. Yep. Every, yeah, Everybody it was something something <clears throat> similar to that, you yep. know. So they end up at NASA, and they're getting briefed by uh, Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Billy Bob Turton. And uh, he was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I could do. <laughs> and they were like, um, dude, Mr. Thurman, can you at least stop getting ahead from Angelina Jolie while you're briefing us on what's going on? He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so then um, he talks about asteroid hitting the Earth in the Pacific Ocean, causing a, like, what, like a 500 foot tall tidal wave. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Earth being. And the part of the Earth that doesn't get destroyed will die from going into nuclear winter. So it was, so it was like, the heat and then yeah, the nuclear so winter. So he was like, basically all the worst parts of the Bible. Cats living with dogs. Dogs living <laughs> with cats. Pandemonium. <laughs> You'll get up. Then I'll get up. That's from Breakfast Club. Anyway, so then um, we get the sweet asteroid footage. I got to give the movie that. The CGI. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The asteroid footage in space with, like, the fucking... That trail. trail behind. Mm-hmm. Fucking Star Trek-style shit. It was mm-hmm. really cool. So then they're briefing him on the plan of what they want to do. And at first... So they, first they take him in this hangar, and they've got his drill there that he designed. And he's like, uh... This is my drill design. They're like, yeah. He's like, what, you get a fucking key to the patent office? Yeah. And they're like, there really is no uh, such thing as a patent when it comes to space or whatever. Like, when it comes to NASA. Yeah. He's like, you motherfuckers. He's like, so you stole my design. You built a bad version of my drill. A piss poor Piss poor job. So he goes, you're saying we did a bad job? He goes, no, I said you did a piss poor job. And they want him to train a bunch of astronaut guys to drill so they can go on the asteroid and drill down and put the bomb in and blow it up. So he gets kind of pissed off, and he's like, dude, so you want to take my stolen plans of my drill, build a bad drill, then you want me to train these yokels to drill, and they don't know how to drill. He goes, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. Let me and my team do it. He said, you got to know what you're drilling. You got to know how to drill. Right. And uh, this is when Ben Affleck comes in and tells Michael Bay, don't you think it's easier to train and astronauts he was like, to drill and he was like meth what do you think he's like shut the fuck shut up. the fuck up so then um they have to track down the team mm-hmm. so they're tracking everybody down and like michael clark duncan's on his motorcycle getting chased by the cops steve buscemi's at a bar hitting on a chick the chick from saw yeah the chick from saw uh chicks at the craps tables mm-hmm. uh owen wilson's on his Unspoised. ranch mm-hmm. he's riding sarah jessica parker <laughs> and uh they're just tracking everybody down and bruce willis goes to get aj himself the fat guy's in getting a tattoo oh yeah he's getting a tattoo with his mom and eating donuts mm-hmm. that's the guy he was on a show called herman's head it was a very short-lived Fox show when Married with Children first came out. Mm-hmm. That was one of the other comedies that started at the same time called Herman's Head. And it was kind of like that Disney cartoon where all the emotions in the head were different people. Gotcha. And he was kind of like the slacker emotion guy, like laziness or whatever. I thought you was going to say glutton. Gluttony. <laughs> glutton. Anyway, so uh, Bruce goes to AJ himself, who has started his own oil drilling company. Did you notice that? So my thought is... It's that AJ whatever oil... How the fuck did this happen in two days? <laughs> Maybe he was already planning it. I don't know. So, the, so because clearly he just, it's... He just made a sign. It's like three days or something like it that. It had to be, yeah. So then the team shows up at NASA, 
And first thing they walk in, and Michael Clark Duncan looks at Harry and he goes, "What? They find oil on Uranus?" <laughs> <laughs> so then the team gets the news, and they're all kind of somber, like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Anybody that doesn't want to do it doesn't have to," but they all agree to do it because they believe in Harry. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. That's such a cool thing about the way Bruce Willis played that character and everybody else played to him, mm-hmm. he was infallible. Yeah, 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 for they sure. They trusted him with their lives, yep. their livelihoods, about their livelihood, everything. For sure. Even at the end where they left him on the rock, mm-hmm. they were all like, he's not going to fail. He Mm-mm. doesn't fail. And so I thought that was really cool. So then Steve Buscemi wants to know, he's like, are we getting paid? Like, He's like, I hate to be the guy, but yeah. hazard pay. So then they have a list of demands and they want stuff like, Owen Wilson's got like 57 parking tickets. The Mexican dude has two ladies he wants to get citizenship. Uh, the one guy wants eight-track pl- tapes brought back. Um, <laughs> all kinds of crazy shit. And then they, they come and to a that, consensus on one. And then Steve Shimmy's like, wait, 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 don't forget the last one. Don't forget like, the last one. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Michael Clark Duncan wants to stay at the White House two weeks. Oh, right. Oh, uh, what's the name? wanted to... Uh, uh, Two stay like two night stay at the fucking the whale uh, right in whatever Vegas that is, yeah so then he goes oh and one more thing none of them want to pay taxes again ever ever, ever. that that kid from the, the Sandlot Sandlot shows up for ever <laughs> his so, name is Squints uh, right right yes Squints Squints, Squints. Mm-hmm. It's totally fucked up. Forever. That's the same kid that needed CPR, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so he married could, her. So he could make out. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. I love that movie. I need to get that on VHS. That's my that. fucking I movie. I fucking love Sandlot. So that kid, the redheaded kid in that movie, mm-hmm. that was the goalie or whatever? No, no, no. He's the goalie and uh, got a kick the it. The big green. There we go. Something he was like in that. Sandlot, too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the kid that was like, you're killing me, Smalls. Mm-hmm. That redheaded kid mm-hmm. is on an episode of the X Files oh, where he's shit. a pizza delivery boy mm-hmm. that's also a vampire, mm. and he's killing he's killing people when they're ordering pizzas. He, he's killing smalls. He's killing them smalls. <laughs> anyway, that's really cool. So anyway, um, I actually follow him on Instagram. Do you really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Because he's always like referring to Benny the Jet and shit like that. Oh my God, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So then now they're getting their medical exams. <laughs> and that's when my Clark Duncan's like dancing around because they're like, your bad cholesterol is really bad. Your triglycerides are high. He's like, I don't even know how you're alive. Yeah, he's like, I don't even know how you made it here. Much he said, woo, he's like, I'll show you how. He's fucking dancing around in his fucking tiger skivvies. Switch. He's like, woohoo. <laughs> the big guy's like, Max, that's his name. He's like, I'll kill you if you fucking stick oh, me yeah, with that. Oh, yeah, the fat guy. And yeah, because he had that big syringe full of shit. He's like, I'm going to stab you with it. So then they're doing their psych exams. Udo Kier is the fucking guy doing the psych exams, which is fucking awesome. I love Udo Kier. Mm-hmm. He's got the famous line in Suspiria. What do you know about witches? Hmm. Anyway, Dario Gento. Anyway, um, uh, Steve Buscemi, you find out, is a genius. He used mm-hmm. to teach at fucking... He said he had two, he, he had two, two degrees from MIT. MIT. And mm-hmm. he, he taught somewhere for two years, like Princeton or right. some crazy shit like that. And he's like, he works on an oil thing. Because he likes the money and he likes to move around. Yeah, and he likes the ladies. it's crazy. But he has like some crazy, crazy genius. So then uh, they do the training montage. Oh, uh, they all fail. 
right. their psych exams and their medical exams. They all say fail, but then they stamp the pass NASA, NASA thing approved. on it because they need them. Yeah. So then they do the training montage. They have 12 days to train for this mission now. Mm-hmm. So uh, they meet the pilots and the explosive experts in the hangar with the cool rocket ships that they're taking and the lady pilot that they're all kind of staring at. The armadillos. And then this is the, my favorite part of the whole movie where they start playing Sweet Emotion mm-hmm. and they're lowering him into the water tank to get him used to <laughs> zero gravity. <laughs> you ever seen the video for Sweet Emotion? Mm-mm. The actual music video? Mm-mm. So this guy, okay. I love this because it came out when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. The guy's on the phone with phone sex operator mm. and he's like a teenager and he's talking to her and he's getting all hot laying in his bed mm. and she's like what are you doing and he's all talking to her and she's hot she's like this really really hot chick in like a mini skirt is this like 10 cents a minute phone sex yeah like, like the old school back in the day like <laughs> or is it dollar phone sex it was like 99 cents for the first minute 5.99 for each additional minute get your parents permission Damn. yeah you know that kind of shit but she's really hot mm-hmm. and she's like twirling the phone cord around and spinning around in her chair while she's talking to him. You're like, dude, this chick's totally hot. And the guy's like getting off on it. Like They don't show him like jerking off, but you know that's what he's doing. Mm. At the very end of the video and the song's over, he's like, and she's like, how do you feel, baby? He's like, oh, I feel good. Like, and they cut back, and in reality, it's a big fat white lady with curlers in her hair holding a baby, and she goes, call me again sometime. And she hangs up, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? No. <laughs> It, it always uh, takes me back to Peg. Oh, fucking married with children. No Peg. <laughs> they were, you know, calling in on the hotline and it was her mom oh, upstairs. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> then they had the one episode where she was sleeping in the bed oh. and they just showed this big old lump of cover. <laughs> like a whale. <laughs> she oh, eating bonbons. I still to this day don't understand why he refused to have sex with Peg. She was I think that was the the running joke. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Is there anything else I could do for you, Peg?" Like, you could shave the hair on your back. That hair's there for a reason. It keeps you off me at night. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're training in the water for zero g for zero gravity and stuff like that, and then they're underwater, like floating around, and then. Um, they're decompressing them in the decompression chamber. Mm-hmm. They've got to have the helmets on because they're sucking all the air out. And um, they're showing more sweet asteroid footage coming through the sky mm-hmm. or coming through space. And then now Billy Bob's uh, goes over the mission with them and tells them how they're going to do it. And the asteroid has to be remote detonated at a certain point before it gets too close to the Earth so that it can break apart enough to miss the Earth. If they do it after that point, it doesn't matter if it blows up, it's still going to hit and destroy everything. Impact. Right. And then um, AJ and Grace are having, uh, they snuck away into one of the hangars, and they're up in like a big engine or something. He's like kissing her shoulder, and then Bruce Willis sees him, and he's pissed off, but he walks away and lets him have it. And then he pro- uh, AJ proposes to her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, remember when we worked at that record store and then we went to college and we went to the same city so we could be together? Remember all that? And now, like, she's like, yeah, you were a lot shorter and a lot weirder looking. Remember when that kid came in with a gun? He was trying to rob the place, but it was blanks. So he couldn't do anything. And then I told you I hated that 
blue skirt that you wore and you tried to fuck Rex Manning but you couldn't bring yourself to do it and your slutty friend did it instead remember that and then Lucas stole all the money from the store and tried to win it back at Atlantic City but he lost it remember <laughs> isn't that cool she's like you're really not making a good case for me to marry you here I think Gore was there and she was like oh okay Gore so then uh, Harry's pissed and he's kind of complaining to everybody and he gets even more pissed because they're like, we didn't know she was going to turn to such a hottie. Like, yeah, she's totally a hottie. He's like, you're talking about my daughter. And then Michael Clark Duncan's like, look, she grew up on the rig with all of us. We're all kind of like her father figure, you know. Oh, yeah, we forgot Steve Buscemi. You know, back on the rig, he was. she was like. Cause, oh, yeah, I learned how to. Cause, when I got my period, <laughs> I had to learn how to use a tampon from Rock. Rock. Uh, rock Auto. Hand, hound. Yeah, rock Hound, yeah. And he's like, whoa, I told her how to do it. I didn't show her. <laughs> and then when the military comes yep. to like, give Bruce Willis, oh, he stupid. comes out. He's like, I swear, I didn't know how old that girl was. He's like, they're here for me. And he's like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> You're like, oh, you fucking perv. So then. Um, giggity, giggity. <laughs> now they're practicing driving the rover and they're like running it into shit and everything. And uh, they have to drill to 800 feet. In order to blow the, the asteroid up. So actually what happens, um, they they actually outfitted the fucking armadillos. Right. To make sure that they they could put any and everything that they needed onto the yes. armadillos. Yeah. The so they armadillos. were like they would like look at any fucking you know, Bruce Willis is saying, any hoses or any rubber things, yeah. take that shit off. It's not gonna fucking work. Yeah, take off the hose, and then he threw a girl out from underneath it. Oh, oh man, put her back. I was taking her with us. <laughs> so then um, um, now they're practicing underwater again, but they're actually practicing, like, With the drilling. drills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're telling him to lay off because he's going to blow the trans... AJ's going to blow the transmission because they're splitting the teams now. Mm-hmm. And he's insistent, no, this is my team. We're going to do it my way. I know this can take it, blah, blah, blah. And the he, the, he, the 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 analysis are wrong. Right. He's like, those are set for safety. I know that we could do this better. And then he blows it. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Willis is pissed. And then that's when the colonel's like, if you want to make any changes to the personnel, now's the time to do it because they're wanting to get rid of AJ. So Bruce Willis like gets AJ by himself, and he's like, dude, if we were gonna fire Michael Clark Duncan, we have no problem getting rid of you. So yeah. the, the when I was reading the trivia, there was only two people that could go into the water, and it was Bruce Willis and um, uh, AJ. Really? Nobody so, else would do it? No, no, no. They were the only two that were permitted to do it for 20 minutes. They both had to shoot their stuff what? in 20 minutes. So you only see Ben Affleck. That's why you see him pull up, him get pulled out the water yeah. by himself. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So then... um. After that talk, he's like, they don't have any tolerance for hot shotting or showing off, mm-hmm. or, you know, trying to prove whose cock's bigger, any of that shit. It was cold that night. This is NASA. <laughs> NASA. National Space <laughs> Net Administration of the world. <laughs> of the world, AJ. Of the, the world. world, AJ. Of the world, day-day. I mean, AJ. <laughs> so, anyway... um, after he talks that word, that word. After he talks with him, he goes to Billy Bob Thornton. Bruce Willis does, and he's like, "I want my guys to have the last night off." Ten hours. He's like, "What?" And he's like, "We can't do that." And he's like, 
I'm not asking, I'm telling you, make it happen. We're all fried. Because we they're need... fried, you don't want them up there not being able to perform right because they are tired, blah, blah, blah. They need to blow off some steam. That and the colonel's right there, the, yeah, the Air the, Force guy. Yeah. And he's like, wouldn't you want to see your family before you leave? Right, and he's like, some of them might not be coming back. Which is true. Right. So then they let them go, and <coughs> we get the sweet moment with AJ and Grace. Mm-hmm. Where he's got the BMW, he's, where he's got the animal uh, crackers. Animal crackers. He made he made a lot of sense with this. That was true because he's like, is it a cookie or is it a cracker? Because the criteria for a cracker is putting cheese on you it. You could put cheese on; it's definitely a cracker. And you know what I mean. He's like my so sweet my then, sweetness kicks off with. But these. that's not the point of this Mm-mm. scene. Mm-mm. There's a point I want to make in this mm-hmm. scene. Going north or south. No, the direction. That's not, it's not even it. <gasps> Liv Tyler, mm-hmm. your fucking underwear yeah. still does, does not, not match. fucking match. Mm-hmm. You're still wearing the white panties. You ditched the red bra for a black one. Right. God damn it. And they're still grannies. You can go to Victoria's Secret and get some matching bra and panties. Mm-hmm. You're rich. Do that shit. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Can we just get one movie where you can match your brown panties, please? Right. Please. Please. Begging you. Begging Pleading with you. On bending knees. On behalf of the 700 Tapes Podcast and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, please, for the love of God and all that is holy, match your panties with your bra. Mm-hmm. Or just don't wear one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is all. Moving on. So then uh, we get uh, Chick goes to see his son, mm-hmm. who doesn't know it's his dad, and she's mm-hmm. like... That's a salesman. And he leaves. He's like, I just want to tell you I'm sorry for everything. And I wanted to leave this for him. You don't have to tell him where it came from. Just give it to him. It's a little space shuttle. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man. God damn it. He's a fucking deadbeat. Right. So then uh, Steve Buscemi goes to the bookie. The loan shark. The loan shark. And he gets $100,000. And they all go to the strip club. Mm-hmm. And it's him and the fat guy. Uh, what's Matt? What's his Max. name? Max. Max. Ah, Matt. <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, because he comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the Mexican guy was with him too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get in a fight with some dudes because they're hogging all the chicks, and they end up getting arrested. And I, it was pissed. I was pissed because they never show them getting out of jail or getting yelled at for getting right, arrested. Right, 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 right. Like, all right, we got him out. Because that was Billy Bob's thing. He was like, "Look, they right. can, they can tell, they can they fucking get hurt. Get yeah. hurt. They can get arrested." So sure then, shit. a smaller asteroid comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is where Steve Buscemi meets Molly Mounds. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's important for later. Mm-hmm. A smaller asteroid comes out of nowhere. They're like, "Oh shit, it's headed right towards Asia." And then I guess it takes out Shanghai. That's where they do the whole scene where it hits and all the. Is that so? People. Now it's Shanghai. Right. <laughs> Shang, holy shit. <laughs> I'm just glad it didn't go to Bangkok. Because I wouldn't be able to get you the best price on diamonds or have sex with underage boys. I'm Tom Shane on the corner of Scottsdale and Coma. Now you have a friend in the diamond business and possibly the child trafficking get out of the way of the meteor business. I got some diamonds out of a meteor. And I'm passing the savings on to you. <laughs> you ain't shit if you ain't giving her a diamond on Mother's Day or Christmas or her birthday. Call me Tom Shane. <laughs> <laughs> so then Billy Bob and Harry are talking, and that's when he finds out that 
um, Billy Bob really wanted to be an astronaut, but he's got a gimpy leg, so he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to be up there as, as bad as you do. He goes, you don't want to be up there any more than I do. He's like, I want to patch. He goes, yeah. but I never He goes, but I never quit, he mm-hmm. told Billy Bob Thornton. So then everyone knows now about the meteor because of what happened in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. So now it's all over the news that there's a, a, a team. Earth-killing meteor on the way. And now the, NASA's trying to do something about it, but they don't have a lot of info on it. Mm-hmm. So now Harry and Grace have a moment. This is at the old launch thing for Apollo 1, which is really cool. And they kind of make up with each other, and they hug, and it's really tear-jerking. Now everybody's suiting up. And it's really, like, getting serious now. The colonel dude is still an asshole, the black guy. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name, but uh, Goliath. We'll just call him Goliath. Mm-hmm. Still being an asshole. I don't know. These guys suck. They're singing before they get on the shuttle. He's making out with Liv Tyler. It's fucking stupid. If I was going on a mission, before I didn't know I was coming back, I'd make out with Tyler too. Mm-hmm. Whether her panties branched her bra or not, I guess I could overlook that. Damn maybe. right. Maybe. Damn right. I'm going to be like, get the fuck away from me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so then the president gives his big old speech about how I'm not the president right now. I'm a human being just like you. <laughs> and he's like, uh, these astronauts are incredible. They're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best astronauts. They wanted me to go up, but I couldn't make it. I had prior engagements, and I could have just karate chopped the asteroid and gotten rid of it. Anyway. <laughs> so they're boarding the shuttles now, and they're showing the montage um, as the president's talking of all the people in America and kind of around the world, like, preparing and listening. Mm-hmm. And he's giving this big, like, dramatic motivational speech and about how we're all their heroes and we're blah, 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 and this and that, and humans, and we're good. Man. <laughs> so they board the shuttle, and Harry and AJ have a moment as they're getting on to their respective shuttles because they go on different shuttles. Mm-hmm. And they kind of make up with each other a little bit. So, dude, I put here, dude, I'm fucking scared. Oh, yeah, because you kept saying... I was so fucking... Dude, this movie keeps me on the edge of my seat every time. Like, I was fucking <laughs> scared of them going into the thing. I'm like, oh, God. And I was just sitting on a chair watching the movie. I wasn't even doing it, you know? So then uh, they're strapped in for launch, and it's really cool, the launch and everything. Wait, that's when Steve Buscemi says... Yeah, he's like, uh, we're strapped in, and there's 25,000 moving parts... And put by the lowest bidder. Right. <laughs> so then um we're and Owen Wilson this is so funny, he goes, We're just in the beginning part of space. We haven't even gotten to outer space yet. <laughs> you know, when they get out of the atmosphere. It's so fucking a <laughs> Bill and Ted moment. So, oh yeah, right? <laughs> Dude. Dude, most egregiously. This isn't even outer space. So they're stopping at the <laughs> Russian space station because they have to refuel. Mm-hmm. And this is where my favorite character, the cosmonaut, the cosmonaut, is on there, and he's been on there for like eighteen months, mm-hmm. and he's all freaky. They're like, weird. "Look, be careful! He's been on there, you right. know, eighteen months by himself." Yep. He's like, "How's it going? I'm Russian." Ha ha. So, th- if you blah, didn't know, blah, blah. he's the he's the guy from he's the devil in Constantine. Oh no, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's crazy. You're right, dude. Mind blown. Mm-hmm. So they're on the space station and they're fueling up, and the Russian dude's crazy. He's running around telling them what to do. 
And Ben Affleck's down with one of the fuel things that's fueling up the shuttle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, watch. He said, watch the gauge. Right. And the gauge starts going up, and it's because the fucking tank, the line is leaking. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling, but they can't hear him. And he's on like a camera, but nobody's seeing him because the guy's talking about his crazy uncle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he tries to pull the lever to shut it down, and the fucking handle snaps off. And he's like, oh, shit. So they realize what's going on and they have to get back to the shuttles because now there's fires everywhere from the fuel leaking and Ben Affleck's stuck down in that hole and he's trying to get out and NASA's freaking out and people are running around all over the place. Um, AJ's trying to get out of that hole. Um, The Russian guy helps him, but then one of the doors closes as everybody's going back to the shuttle and him and the Russian guy are trapped in that one area that's on fire and the Russian guy like takes them out through the ceiling so they could crawl through and get away. And they're trying to get to the shuttle now. The space station is starting to explode mm-hmm. from the fire. And they get them... Somehow, they get the Russian guy and AJ on the shuttle just in the nick of time before the whole thing blows up. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun. So they call in the NASA and they say, we all got off in time, plus right. one cosmonaut. Yes, we're, we're <laughs> plus one cosmonaut. Now they're getting ready to slingshot around the moon because that's how they're going to catch up to the asteroid. They're going to go around the moon and slingshot. What they didn't know was if they had done it fast enough, like on Star Trek, they could have gone back in time. Damn! Because that's how they went back in time in Star Trek. They slingshot it around the moon and went real fast, and somehow they made it so they go back in time. Damn. In Star Trek Four. Didn't know that. The Voyage Home. Damn. Anyway. So then um, I said the whole thing while they were slingshotting around the moon, the score right there is really, really cool. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's so, and I think it might be Danny Elfman that did this, but I'm not totally sure. We never really looked it up because it really sounds like the Pirates of the Caribbean music to me. So now the cosmonaut, everybody's freaking out because they're trying to get to like 11 G's to get around the moon and everybody's freaking out because they're getting crushed by the pressure, except for the cosmonaut who's laughing his ass off and having the time of his <laughs> life because he's crazy. Right. And they make it, and now they can see the asteroid from behind because they're coming up on it. But there's a bunch of debris they have to dodge to land on it. (laughs) And it was more debris than they had thought about. Mm -hmm. So they're really having a hard time, and it looks like they're not going to make it. And this is where Billy Bob drops his NASA cup of coffee, and it breaks. And I thought that was kind of symbolic. You know what I mean? Shit is broke. So one shuttle gets totally, the Ben Affleck shuttle gets totally pummeled with little debris and it's going down. They're going to crash and the fucking windows bust out and suck the pilots out. So the pilots are done. Luckily, everybody else jumped into the cargo hold. Mm -hmm. Pilots get sucked out and... um, Which sucked for them. The second shuttle that Bruce Willis is in. Oh my God. Wah, 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 wah. Bruce Willis is like, what's going on? And right as he says that, one of the pilots goes flying by and hits the shuttle. Bing! From the other shuttle. He's like, oh, shit. So then... um, That must have sucked. uh, (laughs) They think everyone on the other shuttle is dead. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks that. Mm -hmm. So now Liv Tyler's all fucked up. And she's like laying in a bed, like crying at one point. She's like... (laughs) So, some of the guys from the other shuttle, though, are still alive because they were in their cargo hold. Mm-hmm. And But they unfortunately, they lost the Mexican dude and Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. 
So then uh, they landed on a bunch. So the first shuttle lands, the one Bruce Willis. They managed to land, but they're like 26 miles off course. And the place they landed on is almost solid iron. Damn. And Steve Buscemi's explaining it to him. They're like, how do you know all this? He goes, because I'm a fucking genius. Because he says, because he looks at the... He looks at, at the maps. At the map, and he says, right. we're fucked. Yep. So at first, it's it's it's... It's all. It's almost based in like satire. They think he's just being just, a negative Nancy. Yeah, he's just talking shit, right? right? And then you're like, "No, I'm a fucking genius." And that's when he goes into like, it. We couldn't land on Section Nine. Would you like to know why? Mm-hmm. And then he tells him it's almost solid iron. There's no way to drill through it. He's like, "Dipshit over here missed it by 26 miles." Right. So then they're gonna try to drill through it anyway. He said because Bruce Willis says it's it's no more than five feet or something right. like that. No thicker than five feet. I don't know how the fuck he would and know that. He but doesn't because Steve Buscemi goes, how do you know that? He goes, because if it's more than that, we're not going to be able to drill through it. Yeah. So it was like wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try to drill anyway, and they end up busting a drill bit. And then uh, they cut back to AJ, who has a plan to get them out of the cargo bay. Well, he starts he starts trying to figure out who's who's left. So it's him, Bear, and right. the cosmonaut. Right. So they jump in the little... Uh, armadillo. Armadillo thing, which has... For, why does it have firepower on it? I don't know. So that. the funny thing is, when I was reading the the <laughs> the trivia, uh-uh. so Disney to sell more toys. Are you they, serious? They said you know it would be more appealing to kids because wow. there's a gun on it. How times have changed. So they <laughs> they outfitted the armadillos. That's funny. to have guns on them. So wow, how times have changed. Right. Because now we're CGIing the guns out of. The FBI agent's hands and ET and putting radios in them, mm. <coughs> you know, because guns are evil. Fucking people Spielberg. Aren't, people aren't evil. Guns are evil. Uh, you know? Damn. It can't possibly be an idiot's fault that he shot people. It's got to be the gun. Mm-mm. You know, Cause like drunk drivers. Cause it's the car's fault, right? Right. Yeah. Just ban cars. Mm. People can't be responsible with them. You know, people knives. You know, die from knives. You know, what really grinds my gears. You know what really chaps my heart. Do you know you are more. You are more likely to be injured by somebody with a knife than with a gun. Because you can do more damage with a knife in less time. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. I digress. So they bust a drill bit. Now, AJ has a plan to get him out of the shuttlecraft or out of the, the cargo hold by getting in the armadillo and shooting a bunch of holes and driving through it, which works. Mm-hmm. So they blow off the side of the, the thing and they drive through it. And... um we go back to the other team and they can't drill. They've broken what they have and they can't go any further. So NASA now is talking about remote detonating the nuke. Because they were saying that the it's moved so fast that they they know that within this window of time they can still blow up the rock. Or Which try is to blow stupid because that's not gonna make any difference. No. They've already come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. So Harry and the colonel guy that's in charge of his shuttle mm-hmm. get in this big old fucking argument about how they can't do that and he needs to give him a chance to drill and they go back and forth and the president initiates the secondary protocol, mm-hmm. which is to blow up the fucking nuke. Now the nuke um, it turns on and it's got five minutes and they're fighting back and forth with the colonel. And he finally convinces him. No, 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 no. He pulls a gun on him. Oh, that's right. The colonel pulls a gun on Bruce Willis. Because he has a big-ass monkey wrench. And he ends up wrapping <laughs> that 
I think that was like one of those oh, the, things you used to grab like a barrel. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he uses it and he cramps it on the colonel's neck and he's like choking him. He's like, and, you're going to have to use that gun in a second if you don't right. fucking do something with this bomb. And he finally talks him into disarming the bomb, which he does. And then NASA's all pissed off. The first thing they did, though... Um, they switched people. NASA um, shut down the connection. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't... So they couldn't because what on. happened was they were... Uh, the colonel, the black dude, he overtakes NASA. Right. So that's how the <clears throat> the two keys come into effect. Yep. Boom, boom. They start the bomb. Right. And then they want to... Billy Bob is like, look, we still... You know, they still... We got to get a connection to them to make sure they can still drill. Right. So... Fucking get a connection. So they finally they they, they get the dis, the bomb the bomb disarmed with like two seconds left. And everybody's kind of shit in their pants. It was two four six. Right. So then Harry reestablishes a comm link with NASA and he's like, "We're gonna start drilling again." And they're like, "Woohoo!" So AJ and the rest of them are trying to get to the other guys, but there's like this big canyon in the way. The Grand Canyon. The Graham Canyon. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, if you ever watched Rugrats, there was one where they went on vacation, mm-hmm. but they were going to the Graham Canyon, that's what Tommy called it. <laughs> so, um, Steve Buscemi is now riding the nuke outside, they're drilling, and he, that's when he's like, woohoo, yippee kaye get along, you. He's going a little nuts, they say he's got, he's got space dementia. So then, uh, Ben and them are going to try to jump the canyon, because take advantage of the low gravity mm-hmm. by firing the thrusters because there was a little foreshadowing when they were being debriefed by the hot right chick. she was like if i kick you in the nuts you're just gonna keep flying right. yeah without your without this pack down so they that's why they turn off the thrusters right so they do it and it starts working but then they overshoot because they hit a rock mm-hmm. and they go drifting into space the cosmonaut goes out because the thrusters wouldn't work. We're frozen because they couldn't get the thrusters to work. So he goes out to clear the ice off the thrusters and it works. Mm-hmm. But he's hanging on by like a rope as they're trying to get back fucking on the Fucking a tow rope at that. Right. I don't see how, but it's a fucking movie. You yeah. Know? So Space then movie is Steve Buscemi finds the machine gun <laughs> controller on the little thing. He's like, starts shooting everything. And they're like, what the fuck? And all of that causes this big chain reaction that maxes in the little mover thing mm-hmm. and it knocks it loose and he's gone. He just floats away. He's no, 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 no. So what happens is they, they hit a gas pocket. Right, in the hole and it starts shooting up. Mm. But part of that I thought was because he was shooting everything and it kind of fucked everything up. Maybe, I don't know. Possibly. But so <clears throat> I think in the trivia I was reading that that little gun that he was shooting was an actual gun from World War Two. What? And, um... Somebody had to be with that gun 24-7. So it would get stolen? Yeah. Wow. It's like, damn. So then Max gets launched into space, and the uh, Bruce Willis is like, that's it, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. So the announcement's made that the drilling was unsuccessful, and everybody's like freaking out, going to their fucking uh, bomb shelters and shit on Earth. And... uh Another piece of asteroid comes down and destroys Paris. Mm-hmm. Like, destroys Paris. It's gone. You see the Eiffel Tower getting destroyed. And there's a shot between two gargoyles on the Notre Dame mm-hmm. church of everything blowing up. And then it's like somebody was like, Sacre bleu! 
<laughs> oh, my croissant. <laughs> uh, I surrender. <laughs> so this is where uh, Grace goes off on Billy Bob. She, like, attacks him. She's like, you're not going to give up. And he's like, dude, what am I supposed to do? That's my dad out there. Right. So then uh, Harry spots AJ coming over the ridge. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah. And he's all excited. So then um, they can now continue drilling mm -hmm. because AJ's there with the other drill. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, so there's still hope. Now they've got Steve Buscemi tied up because he's got space, space dementia. dementia. They got them all tied to a chair. And they think that the transmission is going to blow on this one too, mm -hmm. but Ben Affleck's like, "No, we can do it. We can do it. Oh, you got to trust me. Just this one is, time. This is in an hour. They had to they had to drill within two hundred fifty feet right, within an right. hour or something like so that. So he finally like he's like seven fifty, seven sixty, eighty, ninety, and then they hit eight hundred feet, which is what they need to be. Eight oh two. Yeah. Eight oh six. Yep. So now they have to set the bomb into the hole. And there's all of a sudden this big rock storm and shit's flying everywhere and getting turned end over end. Of course, these guys can't catch a break. Mm -mm. And they're trying to place the bomb in the hole, but the trigger got damaged during the rock storm. So now someone has to stay behind and detonate the bomb. So they decide to draw straws. And this was the stupid part where I was like, he holds up the wires. I thought they were colored straws. And I was like... Where'd they get straws in space? Did they really have... You were like, I call bullshit. Right, and you were they like... They straws. And you're like, dude, they're not straws. It's, it's wire. wire. I'm like, you're oh. Right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Damn. So then, um... Damn. <clears throat> AJ draws the shortest straw. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking about Metallica. Shortest straw has been drawn for you. Mm-mm. Anyway. So, um... It's funny, though, when they go to draw... He was like, anybody that wanted to, doesn't want you doesn't have to. And the cosmonauts like, I am not going to go back to my home being the only guy that, that didn't, didn't take the chance that he had to go out there and do this. To not so, become a hero yeah, or something. Yeah, it's so funny. Because the whole time he's talking about, I'm a fucking hero. Right. A fucking hero. Fucking so, hero. then he tells them. I'm the only astronaut on this. Remember, right? that's yeah, when he got he's out. the only astronaut. <laughs> in the, yeah. So, then Harry says he'll take AJ down to the surface of the asteroid. Mm-hmm. And... When they get there, Harry disconnects AJ's air hose and shoves him back into the little elevator thing. Mm -hmm. And he rips off his patch and says, give this to Thurman, which is Billy Bob Thornton. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, take care of Grace. And I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but I think you're perfect for her. And I love you, man. And blah, blah, blah. He's like, you're, you know, you're the closest thing to my son. And, and AJ's, blah, blah, blah. yeah, AJ's losing his shit. He's like, no, don't do this. It was supposed to be me. And then he's like, Bruce Willis is like, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Live long and prosper. And he puts his little hand up there. <laughs> it's just like, Wrath of Khan. <laughs> so then, um, <laughs> I said they have a Kirk and Spock moment. Very, very Wrath of Khan-y. And then Harry sends a com to Liv Tyler, and he's talking to her, and they have a final moment where he's like, I'm not going to be there to walk you down the aisle, baby, and, but I love you. And she's like... A hummingbird. She was like, huh. I lied when I said I didn't want to be like you. I want to be like you. <laughs> and it's really heart-wrenching, tear-jerking, and then now the shuttle won't start. 
after all that. He's like, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are you guys doing? Catch a break. So then the lady pilot and the Russian are arguing about how to get the shuttle started. He's like, I know how to do it. I know how to start it. And he's like, I'm going to have to move you out of the way if you don't get out of my way. And he's like, this is how you start it. He grabs a big ass wrench. Get the fuck out of the way. beating it. He's like, he's I want to go home. And it starts. And mm-hmm. he's like, it worked. We can go home. So now they have less than a minute to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And um, the shuttle is off the rock now and on the way. And So wait, wait, before you go any further. I was going to call bullshit when we watched it. But it just took off. Didn't taxi anything? It didn't. Yeah, they didn't really show it taxiing or how did it taxi? Fuck no, they didn't. None of that. It was just. just, Yeah, just. Yeah. Fuck out of here. But all right, you know. You got it. Yeah. It's a little bullshit. Well, that's why Michael Bay said he would have done redone the whole third act. Makes sense. Anyway, so Harry's gonna blow the thing, but he gets blown by this Mm -hmm. another storm thing, Mm -hmm. and he loses the. Trigger and then he falls in this hole and has to dig himself out. And he gets back to the detonator, Justin. But everybody's flying away, but like, why hasn't it blown up yet? Like, we're gonna turn around. And the guy wants to turn around, like, no, you give him another minute. This is when everybody pulled together and like he's not gonna fail. Mm -hmm. He's not gonna everybody believed in him. It was really, really cool. So he gets to the detonator just in time, right before It, it it hits that threshold where it's too late. And he blows it up. The asteroid blows. The two pieces go past the Earth. The world celebrates. The shuttle's landing. And now they're heroes. They're getting off as heroes. Everybody's running up. Liv Tyler runs up and grabs Ben Affleck. And Chick's uh, kid is there with his ex-wife. And because before that, he had seen him on TV when they were boarding. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, that mom, salesman's on mom, TV. Mom, that salesman's on TV. And she's like, oh, what? <laughs> it's not a salesman. That's your father. Right. That's no lady. That's my wife. <laughs> so then reunions for everybody. Molly Mounds is there with Steve Buscemi. And he's like, I want to have babies with you. And she's like, ew, disgusting. So then they're rolling closing. That's the end of the movie. They're mm-hmm. rolling closing credits around AJ and Grace's wedding. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get the whole, I don't want to close my eyes. Mm-mm. I don't want to fall asleep. I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> my love don't cost a thing. Oh, wait, that's another song. Sorry. Mm. Anyway. Molly Mounds does. Molly Mounds. Molly Mounds. Mm. So anyway, all right. So, scale of one to ten, what do you give the moon? To seven. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I give it a solid seven, mm-hmm. just because yeah, there's so many holes and so many. And the funny thing is, yeah, this is one of those movies I can definitely like overlook. Like, yeah, they're not glaring holes. It's entertaining. Yes. It's so entertaining. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It like I said, you're it's a well balanced movie. You're on the edge of your fucking seat. Like, oh man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> like, it's and it's fucking... crazy that they that Ben Affleck talks shit about this movie. Michael Bay doesn't right. like it. Fucking Bruce Willis is like, I'm never doing this shit again. Like Michael Bay, the guy that did Transformers and Battleship doesn't like Armageddon. Fuck you. No, nah, this like, he said this is his worst, you know, unless he said uh, that before fucking Well, I think he must Battleship. have said that before, but he has to have said that before Battleship. Or Dora. <laughs> he did Dora the Explorer? Yes. Were there a lot of explosions in it? I don't know. But it's a live action Dora. Dora, Dora, Dora and they're grown. The I know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm uh, the map. I'm the, the map. map. I'm the map. Backpack, backpack. 
La Verga. <laughs> the one door that I can think of is Pate, Pate, Chocolate. <laughs> can you say Puto? I knew you could. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no BBG on this, really, Mm-mm. I would say. No I'd give no a goods. solid seven. I liked the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this for is sure. maybe the third or fourth time I've seen it, other than mm-hmm. in bits and pieces on TV and passing. Right, right, I right. actually sat down and watched it. Um, so, it's not something I watch a lot, but it's not something I don't like. Yeah, it's great. I like it. Yeah. Can't fail with Bruce Willis most time. So let's take a gander. Okay, so you guys got some action. This next movie is my pick, and I'm about to scare the shit out of you. Let's check out the trailer for next time. It began in May. And every month after that, whenever the moon was full, it happened again. And again. What was that? It's over there. Don't look that at me. Nobody knew who or what was responsible. Come on. They only knew it had to be stopped. Now, from the master of mystery and suspense, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. The last glimmering hope. Next time, we are doing Stephen King's Silver Bullet. I'm super excited. This is something I've been wanting to do since the beginning of the podcast. This movie's scary. It's actually scary. I've, I've never seen it. I can't wait to watch it with you. Hell yeah. It's going to be awesome. Fuck yeah. This movie scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. Oh, damn. There's a lot of suspense. It's like a mystery movie at the same time, like a whodunit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gary Busey's in it. How can you go wrong? Corey <laughs> Haim. I think Gary Busey's like the, the white version of fucking Samuel Jackson. Hell yeah. <laughs> way more drug issues. Yeah, that's it. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed Armageddon. Join us next time for Silver Bullet as we continue our summer blockbuster movie series on 700 Taste Podcast. Until then, I am Jasperino on behalf of the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. Bidding you farewell. Have a good week. We will catch you motherfuckers. On the flip side, peace.